ready. Yeah. Cool. Gonna get a, ch- a check, a test. 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 Check. Test. Test. Check. Test. Cool. You know, the, found out the uh, some of the people where I work started listening to this. Is that good or bad? I don't know. I kind of wanted. To, <laughs> I kind of wanted them not to hear the the. I, I didn't tell anybody there because I say some fucked up things, and I'm afraid they didn't, wouldn't understand that I'm not being serious some of the time. Some of the time. <laughs> yeah. And you know, sometimes I call them retards. These are the people I work Fuck with. Fuck them. Why do you care? I don't care. They are retards. Yeah. There you go. So anyway, we're gonna do our. Um, we're gonna. We're gonna do our summer playlist today. I know I should have warned you guys about this. Yeah, you really should have. But uh, it's funny. Well, you kind of did, like you said last week. It's funnier if we don't have any practice. Here's the first song on the summer playlist. This summer classic. This this, this summer classic. Is this for real or is this shit? We're gonna try to be tongue in cheek and asshole. All of it. Fuck it. The the summer classic creature comfort. The arcade fire. Uh. Come on! But we've been put explicitly in charge of picking the song of the summer this year. Who who explicated that? Donald Trump. Orange man. Orange man. Good. <laughs> hate themselves, spend their lives resenting their fathers. Some girls hate their bodies, stand in the mirror and wait for the feedback. Say, God, make me famous. If you can't, just make it famous. Just make it famous. Doesn't this song remind you of summer? Talking about the vapidness of social media? Huh? Not at all. <laughs> it's not a summer song. <laughs> oh, it's pretty summery. <laughs> it's late springs because yeah, solstice is in for another few weeks. Yeah. So technically, this is the late spring song of the late. Spring. But I hate summer, so it's. <laughs> Should I play songs that I hate? Yes. <laughs> That's, that makes it funnier. <laughs> Shramo, tis I, the prince of podcasting, the bipolar rock and roll, the Sultan of slits, the Godfather of gash. Episode 214 of Pillow Fort Radio, a.k.a. the Don Blankenship Experience. That's a callback. Oh, boy, howdy. We've got new listeners, and they're not going to get it. Um, <laughs> as always, I'm joined by the white Samoan, the sentient mountain, the first black man ever to ice skate backwards down the Kanawal River, former intercontinental champion. The Count of Confused Goals. <laughs> the, count, <laughs> the Count of Muscle Confusion. And mental confusion. <laughs> the count of confusion. Land of confusion. Oh, dude, that's a good summer song. Yeah. The disturbed version, of course, right? Hey, that's actually a that's it's actually, actually not a, a bad cover. version. It's, it's actually, actually a good version. cover. Not a bad version. Uh, I was in a band that, and we were going to cover that song and then disturbed. cover the cover of Disturbed. No, we were going to cover the Genesis. Was it Genesis or just Phil Collins? I think it was Genesis. It was Genesis. No. I think it was Genesis because it, it had all the guys in it. it. It could be both. I'm Phil Collins. Yeah. But uh, we were going to cover it. Then Disturbed came out with a cover of it. We're like, well, now it's going to look like we're just doing it because of them. That's old Chucky Tater Sacks over there, of course, as always. It's Genesis. Yeah. And, of course, um, just last week, she came out as a trans lesbian. 
G. G. No, you're. Oh, Ustedes came out as a trans lesbian. He told me yesterday he wants he wants the the proper the proper, the proper Spanish pronoun. pronoun. <laughs> Ustedes. <laughs> I've got a summer song. <laughs> came out as trans lesbian. Um, he's the the uh, the ran- the Raider of regenerative farming. The Aeon, Aeon Flux of anti-vaxxers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Aeon Flux? That's a deep pull. <laughs> Pretty deep. But it depends on whether you're talking about the cartoon or the piece of shit fucking movie. Well, they're both pieces of shit to me, pal. No, they're not. I never watched either. So. The cartoon's great. Sure. It's just fucking weird. Okie dokie. Why not? That's old Johnny Liberty sacks over there. <laughs> Liberty Cannons. <laughs> Liberty Cannons. The uh, most dan- Laurel Creek's most dangerous man and most eligible bachelor. But if you come up to him, he will punch you in the face. He will. Man or woman. You say you got a song of the summer there? Yeah. Let me fade it out like a DJ, shall we? This is a great song, though. I do love this song. And I'm coming. Yo, WPFR. Come on. The Duge. (laughs) Is this uh, Ramones? Yep. Is this Rockaway Beach? No, this is Blitzkrieg Bop. Oh. Anytime song, really. Yeah, that can be a hey if you're depressed because it's lifting my depression markedly. Um, is it? Kinda, yeah. Eat a dick. <laughs> Fucking asshole. What they want, I don't know. All ripped up and ready to go. It is my motivation playlist. Like it's this. Um. Well, that was a short list. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just this on loop. <laughs> just backwards, like covers of it's it. It's usually a bunch of punk songs, like acoustic cover versions of it with a fat white guy <laughs> yeah. singing impassionately. Or this one. Hey, ho. No, not that one. Let's go. Yeah, I don't see. I hate when fucking. What, you don't like a uh, stand up bass? No, the uh, is, the, the app sometimes sponge. is off. Like you'll hit a song and it's is not that what the Amazon app. Yes, it's garbage. Sometimes. Well, I have playlists here. I have new gym stuff, old school goodness. This is a summer I song. I don't even understand how they didn't understand you and that Mary Joy. Yeah, I Kick know. Kick that man. old robotic, futuristic George Jetson yeah, crazy joy. Just like Uniblab, robotic kicking flab. A flavor bit of batter, chitter chatter, batter than the The late Craig Mack. The late Craig Mack died. The late great Craig Mack. Two years ago, then? A couple years ago, flavor in your ear. This actually was uh, an actual summer song. It was like one of the biggest hits. Night two, one, four, four, I think. Maybe even 95. Could have been 96. 2000. We'll just call it 2000. 2000. (laughs) So now that's what I call music volume two. We're rounding up. Yeah, but it's uh, it's a good song. 
I need somebody to write down all these songs and make an official Spotify playlist, okay? John Will Shatter, we're talking to you, buddy. Yeah, or John Radcliffe. Yes. Check this one. Adam Bryant, get on that. Beach Boys fan. I don't think they're bad. I think they're good, but I just never been my thing. Except, I think they have like they have one song I really like, and I can't really think of it. This ain't it. You know how much I want to fight you right now? I don't give a shit. I just want to fucking pummel you. Why? Because I don't the like the fucking shoulders. Beach Boys. Well, I mean they're great. Well, they're not bad. I never said they were bad. Well, it's like it's like, but uh, but you're. You're you're thinking of the Beach Boys in terms of like what people think of when they think of the Beatles. I want to hold your hand. I am not. Uh, you I'm, actually sat and listened to Pet Sounds with headphones. No, no see, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm weed. aware. I'm aware of Pet Sounds. I'm aware of. I, I, that was one of the most interesting articles I've ever read. Is that that's the the album that drove Brian Wilson into into madness. Yeah. Because he was so fucking pretty, on it, pretty good, and it's, and it's <laughs> and apparently, worth it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Apparently, it's the even the Beatles considered the greatest album of all time. Well, it inspired them to make Sgt. Pepper. Well, there you go. That's what I'm saying. I, I I get that the Beach Boys are not just you know Jesse Papadopoulos fucking full house bullshit. Jesse Kasopoulos. What the fuck? How ever? dare you? <laughs> so I'm the good saying. goddamn name of Uncle Jesse. <laughs> Here on the on the show, he created. He gave me the idea. He called me. And I was yelling at him. He went, have mercy. And he said, you should start a podcast. Nobody else is doing it. That's why it. I always wanted him to be an attorney. <laughs> Life without parole. Have, have mercy. mercy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to kill myself. I don't like the beach boys. What about this one? I like the bass. It's Brian Wilson. He, he doesn't automatically recognize the song. He, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> We're he gonna automatically he go he to discount your pitch. He does, you don't know what's coming. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Some of the best shit ever. I mean, you have to. I mean, you, you that's know. not bad. No, it's amazing. God only knows what I'd be without you. Come on, man. I don't know anything. <laughs> no, you just don't know. You don't know that you don't you, love this. You don't know this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. John, you have one you'd like to play? I do. Here, Greg, let me grab your thingy bobber there so I can mix it in and out here like a DJ. Like a disc jockey. We're going to crossfade it? Crossfade. Baby, baby. Oh, fuck yeah. That's a good one. Mm. That is on the Wall Street soundtrack. I think of it more as being on the... Um, what's that movie where the guy... He dates the mannequin because he's so depressed. Mannequin? mannequin? No. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. Mannequin Although, 2 on the move? <laughs> mannequin no. 3, the mannequining? No, you're thinking no. of mannequin Lars and the Real Girl. The revenge? Lars and the Real Girl. Lars, Lars, <laughs> Lars and the Real Girl. She? Her. Whatever. 
I'm, st- I'm still not sure what song this is yet, but I like it. It's called This Must Be, be the, the Place. place. Talking oh, Heads. Oh, Talking sir. Heads, duh. It's a great song. I'm trying to find, a, find one. This is tremendous. Good summer song. Like you're in the convertible with like, and everybody's wearing sunglasses, and the hair is just in the wind. And and you got your your blazer on with the sleeves pushed up. And you've got and you've got the 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 sealable pitcher of Kool Aid so it doesn't spill when you're on your picnic to the beach. (laughs) Coca Cola. Old Coke, look, new Coke. You got new Coke. <laughs> you got new Coke. A couple <laughs> cans of new Coke. <laughs> Somehow a glass with ice <laughs> shows up. And it's not even sweating. It's a goblet. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Goblet Snifter. A brandy snifter. And yeah. Coke sommelier. Yes. And no one gets sunburned. All right, I got one. I got one. See, see how this grabs you. This is a great summer ditty. Is it? Oh, yeah. This feels like a false song. Yeah, this is a summer ditty. If I've ever heard one. The times they are changing, it depends on what kind of change it is. That's what I'm saying. That's a fall. The leaves are changing. No, the solstice, though, because the, 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 the sun's as close as it can get. And then it's gonna, the days are going to start getting shorter again. So the Can you not picture yourself changing. on a beach with some bikini clad gals doing the beach blanket bingo to this song? No. While old <laughs> old Bob Zimmerman sits down and plays his guitar and honks Zimmerman. his harmonica? Come on. The only Zimmerman I've ever remember is uh, Chris Zimmerman. Well, his name is Bob Zimmerman. I know. It's amazing. Yeah. Jewish. <laughs> Albanian. <laughs> Fled Germany. A lot, of, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, uh, Bobby Zimmerman was a boxer. He's a boxer. He was. That's why I wrote the boxer. He, he's still like he's still, he's still out there throwing hands. I wonder trains. how good was he? He's good. good. Was he good? He's trained his whole life. He's still doing smokers. When in he LA. was in school, so when he was in school, public school, you you took boxing <laughs> in school in the fifties. Sure. But they, you know, when men were men, like you, you took fucking, you punched your friends <laughs> in school with very little padding on those gloves, with fucking raspy leather gloves. Like they didn't have glove technology. Imagine, back imagine, then. imagine the type of gloves that would be in a public school. We're talking about public school boxing gloves. I mean, the books are thirty years old at the school I, take, I went to. So t- take, a, take, a, take one of those ratty gym basketballs and apply that to a boxing. Glove. <laughs> I would think it would be burlap covered in a, covering yeah. a brick. You just dip your hands. And totally in. dry rotten. <laughs> 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 All right, here we go. This is one that I actually was listening to going up the road the other day in summer. I gotta tell you, so far we're knocking out of the park with this summer playlist, guys. I think, yeah, kind of. We are fucking. If I can it. get this thing to fucking play, just talk to it sternly, Howard sternly. I don't understand the the music app is not good. It is not the best, is it? No, sometimes it gets hung up and doesn't want to. God damn it. This is a good song, too. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> I could be lying. Could be nothing. The times were changing. Let me, well, let me try this one. That one works. There it is. Who's this? Weezer. Never heard of him. 
Now this actually fits the narrative. This is actually a good summer song. Yeah, it is. When you're on a holiday, I'm a fan. I like it a lot. I mean, I have an odd relationship with Weezer because when I'm feeling at my worst, I play it, and then it ruins the songs for me. Yeah. So it's they're supposed to make me happier, but then they, it just ends up ruining a bunch of Weezer songs for me. Yeah. I still can't listen to. Uh, if you're wondering, if you want me to, I, I can't listen to that song. Is that from? Um, That's when I was here, when when I was drunk. Oh, uh, yeah. And I kept playing it on loop. It was fucking terrible. Is that, That's from Pinkerton, right? No, that's from uh, Ratitude. Ratitude? I don't think I've ever heard it, and I'm okay with that. You don't need to listen to anything after the Green Album, really. The Green Album's pretty great. I liked a few things on Maladroit. Yeah, there's some good songs on it. No, I mean, I've liked... I mean, I, I know they're not great songs, but I, I liked uh, Pork and Beans on the Red Album. I liked, uh, I, I did like Beverly Hills at one point, and then I don't like it anymore. What about We Are All on Drugs? No, I don't like that. I don't even know what these songs are. Did, 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 uh, keep did, Fishing? Keep Fishing was pretty good. Keep Fishing was a good song. Was on yeah. It had the Muppets. It had the Muppet video, yeah. which is a great video. And that's why every time I think of Weezer, I think of the Dark Crystal. It's weird. Let me try one out here for you see what we got. It's a good one. Pixies. I like this. It's pretty great. I like this a lot. I like it a lot. Like the, it sounds good and all that. But Frank Black, the lead singer, looks a lot like me. I saw them, I saw these guys in uh, live in Pittsburgh. Big that, that'd be a good, that'd be good. show. They're a big influence on Weezer and uh, Nirvana. And, uh, That's an interesting now. topic. Which lead singers do we look like? <laughs> it's definitely Frank Black or Black Francis, however you want to say it. I look like a white version of the singer, the singer from Kill Switch Engage. <laughs> he always had on a T-shirt, jeans, and a hat, and he's kind of a bigger guy but he's not you know you look like tall. Ed Kowalczyk from live if he hit the gym and <laughs> ate steak <laughs> thanks <laughs> I mean that's not bad no I'll take it yeah <laughs> John looks like a uh, tall ropey Kurt Cobain yeah I can see Kurt Cobain I didn't think I look like I mean I just not a little really bit. not but I, we're throwing it he's stuff more out. like we're lucid know. we're loose uh, loosely loosely comparing um, just off the cuff Maybe Dwayne Allman He kind of looks a little bit like No, Greg Allman A little bit like Greg Allman Who passed bit. away recently Yeah I don't know There's some of your summer playlists We'll get back into it later yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get into it that, that bit went Went south fast Went decidedly south Well, what are you going to do? I didn't, I didn't warn anybody about it Slayer south of heaven Slayer <laughs> A long December, great, <laughs> great summer tune. Yeah, it could have been a bit. We could find the most non-summer. Here songs. comes Santa Claus. <laughs> Good King Wenceslas. <laughs> I like it because it's hard to pronounce. I love things that are hard to pronounce in the summertime. Summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime. Two on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, uh, so what's no. everybody been doing this week? Been having lots of sex? Fucking lots of dudes? No? Cool. 
No, I never fucked a dude. Working. How's that going? It's not. <laughs> it's uh, It's been, I don't know, decidedly not. The furnaces haven't been uh, getting, getting hot enough? Are they getting too hot? I don't know, man. It's just uh, exhaustion coupled with depression and... I, I don't know the, the. I found that if I can't work around work out around the clock, you know, then I get depressed. <laughs> so I can't, and I can't do that. Nobody can do that because I was working out at work, and I was working out so hard at the gym I can't do that anymore. So because that's self defeating. So now I just have to sit and work, and try to get through it and read, and. But I don't want to read anything where I have to stretch myself mentally very much. So I, I find myself going back to a lot of fiction, a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, oddly enough, what I'm reading, one thing I'm reading right now, speaking of, but it's, it is a mental stretch is Dune. I started reading Dune again. Mm. I'm about quarter of the way through. It's as big as the Bible, isn't it? It's about 800 pages. It's, it's oppressive. It's, and it's not like I said. There, there are hardly any likable characters in two. I, I'm sorry, serious. Like the the main character. Uh, but I, this is something that I did want to discuss. Maybe may on favorite things, but not really on favorite things. It's just something that I found. There are some decidedly uh, Game of Thrones, Wheel of Time. You know, George R. R. Martin and Robert Jordan ripped him off in in, in a couple of ways. But you know what Salvador Dali say? You know, good artists borrow, great artists steal. You yeah, know, he stole that quote. So, well, that's 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 very meta. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean if that's true, it would have been I awesome. No if I hope it's true. <laughs> uh, gonna be honest, I, I don't even know who Salvador Sal- Dali is. Just, uh, well, I hope. Well, Salvador Dali was extremely strange. Is he related to Dolly Parton? <laughs> <laughs> He's related to. Uh, Salminio, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> R. A. Salvatore, he's you know Salvatore Sincere, the old, the old wrestler from the eighties. So I was 90s. thinking, I was thinking Dolly, which is the first the first cloned sheep ever. Oh uh, yeah, maybe it had something to do with sheep. They cloned Salvador Dolly in it in, in sheep form, and it's a, and he does. It had an upturned mustache. It's a, Span- it's a Spanish. It's a, it's a Spanish sheep. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the La Mancha. Sheep. Oh, there it is. Sure. But that's it. Just let that just let that fall to the ground. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it's no good. <laughs> I'm kicking it over there in the corner, <laughs> stomping it out like the copy. No, machine it's like this. Okay, Duke Leo Atreides. Okay, who, do, well, of Duke, course, Duke, Duke Leo Atreides. No, no Leto <laughs> Atreides is uh, could be Ned Stark's brother. I mean, they are extremely similar in the fact that they're both honorable men in an extremely dishonorable wor- world. Still hear me? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know what happened. I, I tapped that. And yeah, um, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then there's uh, you know the, the houses are extremely similar to Game of Thrones, like House Atreides, House Harkonnen. They're all battling each other, trying to get you know. And then you have a a, a group of you know learned women who are trying to guide shit, kind of like the Maesters. As a matter of fact, in hindsight, after reading it, he stole a lot of shit from Dune to put into to put in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones is better, in my opinion, because the characters are likable, most of them. Um, Even Ramsey Bolton has some redeeming Well, you hate, you you love to hate him. He's a good archer. (laughs) Good with dogs. He loves his daddy. (laughs) Right before he stabbed him in the heart. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And... uh, um, 
but then there's the warrior races in it. Like uh, there's a group who live on Arrakis. Arrakis is the planet. You're all gonna you're gonna see this in the movie, and you're really gonna like it. I guarantee it because Villain Wave is directing it. It's gonna be good. But um, they're from the desert, and they're called the Fremen. And there is a group of warriors that the Emperor uses that are on this planet. Uh, they're they're called the Sardaukar, and they're fucking horrifying. They're they're really strong, and they're a warrior race, and they're raised in a place that's essentially hell. It's what kind awful. of peckers they got on them? Uh, probably large. Who knows? Neat. But that's, um, all, that's, all, that's what it's all about. <laughs> Are they growers or showers? <laughs> I think it's a mixed bag, <laughs> just like anybody else. You got your growers, you got your showers, you got your you got your hangers, you got your bangers. <laughs> but um, you got guys with big metal clangers. You know how it is. The Fremen are like more dangerous than the Sardaukar. As a matter of fact, they get into a into a fight with the Sardaukar, and they lose one man to ten. And then they remark, "Did you see how well they fought?" That's a shit about ratio. the Sardaukar. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean they 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 lose one man to the Sardaukar's ten. It's a good ratio for them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is that they're they're that good and they're so skilled at fighting that they remark how good the Sardaukar were at fighting. Because they lost one man <laughs> Like Hey they managed to kill one of us Did you see how good they were You know <laughs> Basically saying That's how good we are You know um, And they become this Basically shock troops For Paul Atreides And it's, it's a good story It's gonna be a good movie I know in the hands of Of, of The Villain Wave It will be good But then Robert Jordan stole them Basically Another desert people Called the, the Aiel And the Aiel are You know Cool, one of the coolest things about them, they veil their faces before they kill somebody. And they, you know, they don't use swords because it's a sword is something that's just created to kill another human being. It has no practical purpose. Would these tennis rackets or? <laughs> I, don't, that, I don't agree with that. You get caught in some brush, man. A good sword. That's a machete. That's not a sword. You can, it's, use, it's you can, machete. You can use it, but I, I just, I don't, I mean, well, I mean sword, it's not very effective. It's actually going to be more effective in, in some brush because you can, you know, Stick it in there, yeah. Saw a little bit, like a pecker. You can, you can, I, I guess you can penetrate into the brush. <laughs> Just really penetrate the lips of the brush. Penetrate it when, and then when you're sticking it into the bush, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're kind of twisting oh, yeah. it around. Mm-hmm. Then you have to. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, it's uh, anywho. That's a good book. I started reading uh, Zen and the Art of Cycle Motor. Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. Got to, but I got to be honest. Uh, in my mindset right now, that is not a good book to read. Well, because it tells you how big of a piece of shit you are. No, that's just me saying that. Never. Mind. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sure. No, I'm, but I'm. I am. That was an curious. inside thought. I am kind of curious Thanks. why. Though. <laughs> well, why that's. I mean, it's not. It's not exactly a negative book. It's not. But he goes through a negative thing where he loses his mind. I mean, it goes in and out of that. I know, right? but it's. It, I've read it before, and it fucked with me when I was depressed. Wow. Okay. So I. I knew. I mean, I've. Re- I didn't read the whole thing, but I read enough that I knew that was going to happen once. Right. It, once I came to those parts, so I. I kind of set it aside. Um. And then I started reading The Proud Tower, which is about uh, by Barbara Tuckman, which is part of her World War One trilogy. And it's uh, it's about the world from 1890 to 1914, basically the era before World War One, and how everything just went to shit afterwards. Because that's what happens before a war. There's this, well, with the exception of World War Two, right before World War Two sucked. And then World War Two for us was great, 
<laughs> other than losing soldiers, which is, I'm not saying that's great. I'm saying that our economy started to really boom. And, you know, the 50s and the 60s are a d- direct result of the the economic boom from the from World War II. So yeah, start building up that military industrial complex. Well, what I'm saying is that right before war, the usually there's money, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Expand the credit. <laughs> yeah, right before war, there's usually a, a gilded age or, you know, a, a good time before war, you know, like before World War One, there was, you know, there was, they talk about how the, the level of wealth some people had is staggering, even by today's standards, you know, probably even more because they were not, they had no compunction back then about being more rich than their fellows. And I, and they and they shouldn't, I guess, but that created such a backlash. There were, there were so many from that period, there were so many world figures assassinated. McKinley was assassinated. A, a, a Spanish prime minister. I mean, all these people were assassinated, not prime minister. A, a, a noble was killed. A, a king. Optimus and, prime minister. <laughs> but I'm just saying that, uh, you know, it was, it's a good book. And, is this a uh, history or a? Uh, it's history. It's not fi- historical fiction. No, um, I'm I'm reading it so I can read the next book in the series is the Guns of August, which won the Pulitzer Prize, mm. and then the last one is Zimmerman Telegram, which is how we got drawn into the war because uh, they sent the Germans sent a communique to Me- to the Mexican Empire saying if you engage the United States and keep them out of the war by attacking their southern border. We'll make sure you get the spoils when we win the war. Mm. When we got wind of that, we got in. That the wasn't war. good. So that wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a good decision. And then that's really when we should have built the wall. I think we can all agree we need to build that wall. Uh, they're building it. Build that wall. Build that wall. They're Come like on, Chuck. Get into it, bud. They're like. Um, <laughs> it's kind of neat the way they're doing it. It's like. They're like these steel slats that you can sort of like, sort of like window blinds, but sideways. And so you can see, so the so the security can see through them. We can see what's going on, but like little kids can't fit through. And then they just go like twenty some feet high, and they just have this machine that just drives them into the ground one by one, and mm-hmm. then they're connected. It's a pretty cool, efficient design if you're gonna, you know. If you want a totalitarian thing going on, I, mean, I will build a great, great wall. On our southern border, and I will have Mexico pay. I could for that get, yeah. I could get words. through. Yeah. Uh, I could cut a, a a hole in that fence with an acetylene torch rather quickly. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Somebody's going to do that. Of course they are. But and, of course. Yeah. I mean, they're also going to use drones to drop drugs on the other side. Sure. And they're going to dig subs. Under it. They they have subs. Yeah. They have subway. They eat fresh down there. This. <laughs> no, they're a Jimmy John's group. Are they? Fascists. Sure. Fascists or firemen subs, Fire Creek Firehouse Firehouse. No, I've heard of them, but I've never had it. Do we have one around here? <laughs> Do they have tutors in Mexico? Uh, no, no. Maybe hmm. not. They barely have tutors, in, you know, in other places besides West Virginia. They have one in Panama. S- we need to spread freedom down there and bring them tutors. I'm trying to. This is going to be a. I want to let the silence sit for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Um. Fuck a duck. <laughs> well, here we go. We got. 
Firehouse. <laughs> oh, shit. Is this a Back to the Summertime playlist? <laughs> Firehouse? I guess. Hell yeah. They were contemporaries with Trickster and yeah. uh, Slaughter. Winger and Slaughter. The, C- the C League uh, hairband guys. Oh, yeah. They were milking it for all it's worth by the end. Yeah, this is the. Uh, um, this, it's the. Uh, the garbage time, like yeah. it's, it's the end of the game. Yeah, it's one of the, that's 25. one of the only truths. Yeah, one of the only truths, profound truths that Brett Michaels ever advanced, um, other than Unskinny Bop, <laughs> when he said, <laughs> when he said, he said, you know, in any genre of music, and he's absolutely correct. You have innovators who, like the, you know, A group come out. Then you have the B group, who's not bad. You know, they they actually might even step up to the level of the A group sometimes. Then you got the C League people who are just fucking garbage, and they they managed to have a hit. I mean, this was a hit. They, they had, had a they had a, they had a, they had a couple. They had a couple. A trickster Finally had a, found love. Of Saigon dime. kick. Are you fucking kidding me? Saigon kick. Are you being serious right yes. now? Yes, I know who this band is, but I don't Steelheart. Know. Steel Raven. There had to be another Steel Steel Porch. And then all the whites. White Snake. White, snake, white Lion. White lion white, great White. Great White. Um, <laughs> I heard they're I, white, I, I heard they're on fire. Zombie. Up the charts. Hey, hold on a second. That deserves. <laughs> that, there we go. <laughs> oh, all those people died. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, don't bring that up. <laughs> Grab him by the pussy. Okay, that's enough. This of that. is no, it's not. I want to hear th- All right. the entire song in its entirety. <laughs> We're only halfway there. I know. Why do you make your song so long, '80s people? <laughs> get in, get the solo in, get out. <laughs> Just do the solo. Do the chorus. <laughs> chorus solo. Chorus bridge solo. Out. Chorus out. <laughs> Fade it. <laughs> Done. Make sure that when you do the video. When you're playing the quiet part, it's in black and white. And There's you, sparks going everywhere. And then when you really get into it, it goes to color. Amen. That's yeah, a, Ted Nugent has to be in I there stole somewhere. that bit from Bill, Bill Burr, by the way. Um, John, how's your week been, bud? Pretty good. Not uh, the bad? Not, not so the bad. bad. Not the bad. Not so bad. I did some... Uh, I sheared some sheep. My, my legs are still really sore from that. Because you're just like bent over, you're basically like, kind of like hunkered. Doing, you're you're hunkered. doing like body weight deadlifts, but you're and you're holding this, these big heavy metal, these heavy clippers that are attached to a cord, and they're vibrating, and they have like really sharp teeth on them. And if you you know, if you touch the sheep at the wrong angle or your hand or something, it'll it'll fuck shit it'll up. Slide. And you so your wrist is getting really tired, and you're bent over, and you're just kind of covered in shit and flies and stuff. It's it's really and sheep. They're, wool. they're just fucking. You're covered in lanolin. Covered in lanolin, which is like the oil in their fur is like, you know, it's oily. Lanolin, like sheep's wool. <laughs> I don't know her name. Plus, you know, wearing a bra. <laughs> and the clippers I have don't seem to really work that well. So it's like I feel like I'm working like ten times as hard as what I should be having to do because mm. they're just not cutting, even though the blade's brand new on them. So that was a good workout. You know, I did my normal fight routine. How'd that go? That's fine. Just, you know, almost threw up a couple times. Nice. Um, nice. Worked the fuck out the mids. Sorry. You probably just need to push in your... Uh, push the cable in. There it is. Boom, shalak, lock, boom. Probably won't happen again. 
putting trust in you. And that's then, on loop. It should be. <laughs> no, it shouldn't. <laughs> Sorry. Did you do any jujitsu? Did some jujitsu. Nothing like you know. Nothing really that out of the ordinary. Just drilling, drilling some, drilled some guard passes, drilled some sweeps. Mm. That's about it. How about them fights last night? Them fights was good. Pretty good stuff. I really liked uh, that cowboy. The cowboy and uh, Ferguson fight was pretty much perfect. It was, except that it ended bad. It ended weird. Uh, they Cow, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, who's my favorite fighter of all time, I'm aware of him, and uh, Tony El Kakui Ferguson, which I'm not sure what that means. Boogeyman. Boogeyman. It's kind of like Boogeyman. Kinda that's like John Wick. Yeah. A Bobagena, Bobayega, Bobayega. Yeah, uh, they uh, beat the ever living fuck out of each other. Neat. But Tony Ferguson didn't wear it as bad as uh, as uh, Cowboy did. Cowboy was he Ferguson was fucking tuning him up, just piecing him, piecing him apart in, in the second, in the second round. round. And both eyes were getting to where they were swelling shut, and it, he they made it to the end of the second round. And right before they were getting ready to come out for the third, Cowboy blows his nose. Well, there was nose. a late hit. Yeah, there was a late hit at the end of the second, right round. after the right after the horn sounded. But I don't really know if that had much to do with it. It didn't. He punched him like in the nose and the mouth. But he uh, he blew his nose like he snot rocketed in the um, in the octagon, and as he, and at right after he did that, his eye just swelled completely shut because whenever it. There's, there's, you blow the clot out. Every mm-hmm. it just fills up your eye. Fight, Jesus fighters Christ. know not to. You're not supposed he, to he, do that because as soon as he did it, he was like, "Oh fuck!" Like a fucking yeah. like, yeah. like an air pocket between his nostril and his eye opened up, and it just the whole his whole face swelled up, and he immediately started like trying to trying to push the air pocket out, and it was just it was nasty. I think he screamed, "Cut me, Mick!" <laughs> and they run, wouldn't let him fight anymore. Silver dollar on it. Yeah, there's like I, you go back and watch the Rocky movies. There's no way they would let him fight. They wouldn't let him. <laughs> wouldn't let no. him keep going. <laughs> Someone have been like, could you block a punch or two? Quit using your Maybe face dodge. to block the punch, Rock. Hey, Rock, put your hands up, you queef. Jesus, <laughs> what are you doing? They say for Italians, this is skilled labor. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I enjoyed that. <laughs> then uh, there was uh, two championship fights. Probably the most brutal head kick knockout I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Valentina Shevchenko against Jessica I. Um, she kept kicking her in the body. Kicked her in the body in the second round three times. And uh, uh, when it first starts, a body kick looks exactly like a head kick. So he, Jessica I was like, oh, she's going to kick me in the body again. Not so fast, my friend. She just kept coming up and kicked her right in the head, and she fell backwards like a fucking tree, falling in the woods. And except for there were people there to see it, and you and could hear. you could hear it, you could hear it. It sounded like a baseball bat. It was absolutely amazing, and we thought she died because she was like laying there, her legs were kind of shaking. She laid there for five minutes, convulsed. Yeah, she was out. It was the mo- pretty much the most brutal. Uh, One of the cleanest head kick knockouts. Definitely the most brutal from a woman I've ever seen. Yeah, sure. Jesus Christ. And then, uh, oh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Cejudo. Henry Cejudo. Did what he does. And, and just did, beat the fuck out of uh, some lost, Brazilian Lost guy. the first round. Marais lost. Pretty the, handily. Pretty yeah, handily. Bad. And then he did, did did what wrestlers do and. Started pressuring. Yeah, started wrestle pressuring him. Not wrestling him, but just getting inside and throwing lots of punches and outpacing him. Call it dirty boxing in the game. I don't know if you heard about that. Dirty boxing. 
The thing is, like, the thing a lot of people don't understand about fighting is that you want to you want to hit the other guy, yeah. and damage him, yeah, and not with, without being damaged yeah. hit yourself. And that's really the strategy they all have. I don't know. I don't know that Rogan and the commentators really talk about that enough. You well, want to hit them. Another thing they don't talk. Hit. Another thing they don't talk about is that is that um, fighters are trying to use their strength. Yeah, you really want them to use their strength every time. And if they're and and, and if they're not using the fighter that uses their strength the best, mm-hmm, tends to win nine times out of ten. This sounds like John Madden commentary. Yeah. <laughs> and well, to win, they want to block and tackle. <laughs> Whoever scores the most points is going to come out <laughs> come out on top at the end. I know the other guy's like this. <laughs> John. Remember Dennis Miller trying to <laughs> work in like references? Like, God. This is like Voltaire. <laughs> I don't know. That's my that's my impression of Dana Carvey doing a Dennis Miller impression. <laughs> It's pretty good. Yeah. I thought Danny Carvey was here doing his Dennis Miller impression. Yeah, it's pretty good. You and Danny Carvey look a lot alike. Yeah, well, it's staggering. It is weird. I do have him. Um, could not look more opposite than Danny Carvey. <laughs> <laughs> I could not be more different than Danny Carvey. <laughs> I love him. He's he's great. I'd have I heard his last uh heard his last stand up special suck though. Well, I mean but he, he's been out of the game for so long then he Yeah, just, but that doesn't mean you I mean George Carlin was yeah, but he was never Good out of the game. Good the end. But he was never out of the game. Yeah, that's true. Nana Carvey quit doing stand-up for 25 years, probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. They all end up coming I remember back. the last one I saw was on uh, Comedy Central when I was talking to him. Whenever he, he would do the Neil Young. Mm. Dead dog lying in a ditch. Cigarette smoker has an itch. <laughs> that's pretty, pretty good Neil Young impression. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> and my... In my continuing quest to find uh, serious pro Donald Trump songs. Oh God, I love this uh, new segment. I, f- I found one new that, seg. I found one that I really liked. It's it's the opening, it's the opening credits to the God Emperor Trump live show, which is like a, a funny alternative news satire show, but. I kind of got to see the video that goes with it. It's actually really well done. Like, I like the flow of it. It's Donald Trump walk by uh, I don't know who the fucking artist is it Sounds like Lil Stank It's Saints Row 4 Lil something Saints Row 4 that's, I think that's a game, isn't it? I think you're allowed to steal titles. Right? Are you? I think you can name your... Like uh, Tom Segura, he put he put out his first stand-up album, and he wanted to call it Thriller 2. That's right. Which you're allowed to do. Yeah. But his record, the company was like, eh. He shot the same cover for it and everything. Oh, God. And he just, called so it, good. he just called it Thrilled. It's <laughs> <laughs> almost when, even better. That was when he was fat, too, yeah. so it was even funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's not fat anymore. No, he's, uh, he's probably... Closer to you than he would be to me, you know what I mean? He's getting 
down there. I think he's around 225, 230-ish. Shit, that's 30 pounds lighter than me. Yeah, but still closer to you than he is to me. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm 476 pounds right now. I'm down from 600, though. It's really good. I'm getting real bendy. I don't know if you saw the social med. I did. Social med. Old dad's here. Dad here's going to be able to suck his pain here in a little bit, son. He's going to head kick a man while giving buffalating himself. <laughs> Imagine the precision you would have to have to be able to head kick somebody while filleting yourself. I'm going to do it someday, though. Where's all that hate coming from? <laughs> That's a great song. I do enjoy it. But yeah, that was a, a, I posted a picture of myself for the first time in six or seven years. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened to be of me being bendy. Doing bendy things. You know how dad does. I'm starting to call myself dad, just so everybody knows. Yeah, I've noticed. <laughs> Sometimes it'll be old dad. I like it. Son of dad. Son of dad. <laughs> <laughs> but I got the lots of lots of uh, social media reaction. I had no idea that you could do that. Started getting messages from girls. Neat. Yeah. Had sex. Not really. Awesome. No, not ever going to have sex again. It's against my religion. Oh, there's, but <laughs> I was kind of surprised that I was able to. I didn't know I could do that when I did it, mm-hmm. and because uh, on the DDP app you uh, take pictures for progress, and I did. I'd never attempted to do that again since the last time I did it, and I was like down here this time. I was like, oh, holy shit, look at me! My mom started crying, and then uh, they carried me out of her house on their shoulders, like I just like I was uh, Rudy. I lined up offsides and got a sack, but they didn't. Did he line up offsides? He was offsides. I don't know if he lined up offsides, but he, he before the ball was snapped, that motherfucker was offsides, and I will go to my grave. Um, that for some reason that reminds me of, of a new favorite Facebook page of mine. Oh boy, what we got? It's a. Uh, waiting for it to load here. It's bodybuilders against women. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's a. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's tongue bursting through cheek. Okay. Yeah. It's um. The fucking thing's not loading, but um, yeah, it's basically just like p- pictures of like super sleek, sexy, ripped guys who are all like you know, well, you know, like poster model kind of guys. Yeah, so, sort of like me. And then, and then they'll they'll be like, yeah, uh, why is this not loading? Fuck, I was having trouble. I don't know loading stuff too. But um, and and then it's just the, the like the like the one the most recent one. I'd like to read it, but uh. The tech is not cooperating with me, but it'll have like a picture of a guy, and I'll be like, "Yeah, I just just got done, just just went out with my bro, and uh, s- several girl, several several women th- had the nerve to think that they were going to go home with us. So my bro spat in their face, and we went home and did and ripped a couple curls. And the whole thing is that they're that they don't have sex with women anymore, but they just try to look as aesthetically pleasing as possible, right. just to flaunt it in women's face. I bet that you that's a thing that they're um. Uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely a thing from the other, from the women do that. I mean, yeah, they, they do that all the time. I think that's sort of the point is like, you know, if we behave the way, if dudes behave the way certain f- females do, it would be, you know, much more disgusting. It would be sure. uh, looked at as bad. It would be much more disgusting. But uh, yeah, bodybuilder, if, I would, <laughs> I would like to say more about it, but uh, I can't. Okay. There's all, I found all kinds of different. Waitresses against bodybuilders, servers against bodybuilders, against tipping servers. See, yeah, bodybuilders it's counterculture. It's counterculture stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's a backlash satire thing, and it's pretty funny. Uh, but I can't get it to work, so I give up. 
I can't get much to work either. My internet is fine from all I can tell. I is don't some, know. Is something downloading on your computer or some shit? Shouldn't be. Definitely shouldn't be. Um, I couldn't get it to load, though. NPC Daily is one of my new favorite ones. NPC Daily is funny. Non-player character daily. It's, uh, it's uh, Building a wall and keeping out undocumented immigrants is a form of voter suppression. That's, that's an <laughs> article that they shared. <laughs> um, fuck. I'm trying to think of something to talk about. I'm woefully ill-prepared for this today. Um, let's do favorite things. Fuck it. Yeah. All else fails. We do favorite things. Of course, the song of the summer. Everybody knows what this is. This is the, the national anthem. Yeah, the national. Everybody stand up. This is the new national anthem. Take your hat off. Now, for this national anthem, you take your shoes off and put on flip flops, baby, baby. In Canada. How funny would it be if I just played the entire song and then made you start doing favorite things? That's what you're going to do now. Would it be it? funny to me? <laughs> or would anybody else think it was funny? I'd think it was funny, probably. <laughs> Who's your favorite member of Lynn? Bill? I like Crystal. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Oh, the the gal looks like uh, a, a less disheveled uh, Janine Garofalo. Is Janine, Janine Garofalo still disheveled? She's disheveled adjacent. I like that they're on scoots. Right I like the, the fact that, uh, that none of the guys are in shape at all. Hey, man. People would say that about me. And I'd be like, you're right. Don't be rude, though. No, I'm saying that and he's wearing a, a, a white beater is what I'm saying, you know. Doesn't she's kind of cute, right? Sure. I think this is Canada, though. Oh, they're absolutely Canadian. Yeah, that's why I think it makes a good national anthem for us, right? But he's wearing a Yankees cap. Well, that's member member Fred Durst. You member? Oh, that's the thing. Yeah, remember Fred? Remember Fred Durst? And he was always wearing a red Yankees cap. Then everybody started wearing Yankees caps. I have to be honest. I wore a Yankees cap at one point, but but that's because it's a cool logo, dude. Well, I liked. I mean, I didn't like baseball necessarily, but I did like the logo, and I liked the, the history of the Yankees, like all the great players that played for them. That you respect Dynasty. I, I'm more of a Falcon Crest guy, but I don't see that, <laughs> that has anything to do with anything. Oh, there's 11 people in our audience that are going to get that, and my mom is one of them, but she doesn't listen. It's my mom's birthday, by the way. Happy 70th birthday to, to old Emmy. That's awesome. Yeah. Hope, hopefully she doesn't die today. I'm pretty. It sure. would make the uh, it would make the tombstone convenient though. The tombstone that's already there, yeah. <laughs> she already has her tombstone there. <laughs> well, I mean, but if it's but it's got that date on it, then she's yeah. I did she's go, pretty prescient. I did go ch- chisel in the date in uh, 2007. <laughs> I chiseled in the date that I wanted my mom to die, and it did just so happen to be today. So, what I'm saying is, I'm going to go, I'm going to go kill my mom after this. Neat. Well. I promised I wouldn't kill myself until after she was dead, and she's fucking stubbornly hanging on. Nothing wrong with her at all. I'm ready to fucking check out, and this bitch is just fucking living all good and shit. I'm tired, man. My ankle hurts. Anyway, favorite things. I'm pretty sure that this uh, 
Bodybuilders Against Women page just got zucked. You might have got zucked. Simultaneously, like between last night. Because we looked at it now. last night. Because yeah. I cranked. I, and, now, I, and, now, and now when I try to search for it, it says there's there's another, there's Bodybuilders Against Tipping. And the other ones are coming up, but but the the one that I sent you is not. I gave myself a squeezer to it last night. So Neat. Sometimes I like to look at muscly dudes and squeeze one out. Yeah, I mean, look, look at the muscles. But if I click on it now, it won't come up. It got zucked. Mm. That's what happens when you Zuckerberg. That's what ha- happens when you, when you when you bravely come out against women. Mm-hmm. Well, and you are a woman. You're a trans lesbian. I am. Usted is R, a trans lesbian. I'm Usted also, is S, a trans lesbian. I'm also a demisexual. You are. You are that. Which is legit. That's a What's real thing. Demi or demisexual. It's it's like where you, you can only have sex with people who you have like a connection with. Oh, like like it's like if me and you. Decided to make sweet, sweet, passionate grizzly bear love. It would it would make sense if we were both demisexual since we've been friends for ten years. Has it been that long? It's been a while. It's been a while. Is that a new summer song for us? It's been a while. A stained. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Throw it in there. <laughs> Put it on the pile. <laughs> be sure to add that to the list, boys. <laughs> I, I vote no. Oh, come on. You can add it to the list Just don't play it then yeah, we had, yeah it's on the list But skip it Yeah <laughs> Then we had one decent song What was that? Mud Shovel That's because of the bass line I'm going to look it up But I'm not going to play it Go ahead. I mean, It was decent back then But anyway uh, Okay Favorite things this week is uh, I watched American Me Which is uh, I love mob movies It's like the Nero right? No, it's Edward, Edward James Almost. Edward James Almost, old baloney. It's about, face. It's about uh, La M A or Mexican Mafia or MS Thir- I think MS Thirteen and Mexican Mafia are the same thing. MS Thirteen is a cartel, right? No, they're a gang. I mean, we're a gang. You know how we go out in the streets with our derby hats and our wallet chains? All kinds of gangs. Yeah, I always wonder. There's like a, bu- a buttload of gangs here. The police are gang. <laughs> police are a gang. Gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. It's a really good movie and um, does not get the mob movies are odd. You know, for a while, all mob movies had to be Italian mob. You know, then, you know, you had that influx of Irish mob movies. Um, But every ethnicity, they can organize crime element. Mm -hmm. Every ethnicity. I mean, because that's the only way in in such a large area to you're going to have people prey on other people and they're not going to prey on people outside their community. They're going to prey on people inside their community. Of course, that's easier. So, uh, you know, but it was it started in the 40s, like with uh, Edward James almost and his dad and his mom. Went out and there was a zoot suits riots and they got into riot. <laughs> they got into a throw back a bottle no of beer. beer. Cherry popping daddies. I can't help it. God damn it! I gotta look that up now. Didn't even get to play mud shovel. Um, but it was it, it was good. They went out and got into a big fight. Him and a couple of his buddies. And then his mom got raped by one of the. Was it a hot rape by scene? one of the by one of the navy guys? No, it was one of those really brutal. So it wasn't awful hot, rape scenes. Hot like um, last house on the left. No. And uh, then he Jennifer Lawrence. He was coming up in East LA, and they got into a, a a thing where they were trying to do a crime or something. He killed somebody, murdered somebody. He was like fifteen. Oh, so geez. then he had to go to jail, and he was in jail from the time he was fifteen till the time he was like thirty six. So he got that's a, that's a weird. You, like you 
kill somebody? Was it in self defense or? Well, he was a, a juvenile, so I mean that doesn't. There's some... no reason to bring his his, his religion into this. <laughs> he, he did. He did. Uh... I'm stupid. <laughs> it's like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, but he, so he, he ends up getting out and. Uh, one of the coolest characters in the whole thing is, is William Forsythe, and I don't know if you know who he is. He's great. Uh, he's he's a tremendous actor. He's been in so much shit, but he's white. He's a white guy, but he's one of these. He, he was he's one of the white guys. It was really weird because they had a white guy in their gang with them who was a real cholo. I mean, he was as as much cholo as they were. And then they had a Japanese guy that was in their gang. He was just in the, from the same neighborhood. So, so they were all race, yeah, and they were. I mean, because they were just from the, from that from that area. You know what I mean? And they built in the prison built. The gang, because you know the Italians don't really have a presence in the, in the prison, other than the fact that people are too scared of them to fuck with them when they're in there, because they're like, well, you know, what happens when we get out? Well, MS-13 or the Mexican Mafia's point was, well, if we control the inside, we control the outside. And they're absolutely fucking right. If you control the prison system, then you can control who lives, who dies, who makes profit, all that stuff. So that is actually, in a sense, better than controlling the outside, and. Yeah, the the Mexican mafia and the MS thirteen are way more powerful than the Italian mafia now. It, right now, oh yeah, yeah definitely. Well, I mean, you don't even hear about them anymore. The Italian mafia went the way of the Irish Irish mob. The, they just became, became legit- Americans. <laughs> yeah, they became yeah, legitimate. So is I think a few months ago, I heard about an old mob leader getting gunned down. They still do business. Yeah, but it's uh, and it's still uh, they still do business. <laughs> still do business. We'll make you an offer you can't refuse. It's not bad. I'm terrible. <laughs> I've heard you, you, things. I just love when he he'll do that thing. Um, but that you know, and it, and I was started talking to uh, a guy about. He said, "Well, I want to get into mob movies because he heard me describe me. He said, "Well, you need to send me what movies to watch." So I was like, "Well, you start with The Godfather." Yeah, and uh, you know, you, we talked about that before. How uh, the actual mob started doing the things. Yeah, the and none of it was real because Mario Puzo <laughs> just made up a bunch exactly. of shit. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, some of it was maybe based on real stuff. Yeah. But uh, there was actually Don Corleone is actually based on on uh, Joe Bonanno. So um, you know, I know I uh, used to work with a guy. No, Carlo Gambino is who he's in, based uh, on. In uh, when I was telemarketing, his name was Don Vito. His first name was Don Vito. Oh, really? That's great. That's really kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I keep no, interrupting with stupid facts. No. <laughs> I'm a bad host. Not at all. I just I'm terrible. I'm long winded and I can't get to the fucking point. Well, you're long penis. Uh, <laughs> and the girth, John. Let me tell you about the girth. Cucumber esque. Penis. Cucumber esque. Um, it's got a cuke in there. <laughs> a cucumber with an avocado at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, it's a cucumber's <laughs> arm holding an. I don't know. But um, it's a cucumber trying to be a mushroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like somebody took a uh, drill bit and drilled a hole in the end of a cucumber and just stuffed a, a nice portobello porta right in the top of it. <laughs> that, um, that reminds me of something I'll bring. Go ahead, Chuck. No, but I was saying that uh, it was a, it was a really good movie. And uh, is it in your queue? Because I think I've I've seen it in your queue. Or yeah, it's at least in Prime somewhere. Sure, it is. And uh, but I was sitting there thinking about you know trying to describe to somebody. I said, watch Godfather one, then Godfather two immediately because they're mm-hmm. just basically one movie. And then Goodfellas. Absolutely. Goodfellas is arguably the best mob movie. Um, I might put it in my top five favorite movies of all time. Oh, it's great. It's I love that he just left it alone. I said, we could make a we could make a lot of these, but there's no reason to. Well, I mean, it's based on Wise Guy, and that's a you know, by Nicholas Pelleggi, and it's Henry Hill's 
life. And like we said, The Godfather's not real. It's based on a novel by Mario Puzo. Yeah, but this one is real. That's why there's no reason to make it So I just realized that. To our little conversation reminded me of Stephanie Sarley, which is a... Oh, yeah, you told me about her. This is a Facebook page. She's an artist who does stuff with sexual things with food objects that are very provocative. Are those eggs? No, they're tomatoes. Oh. She's just really getting into it, huh? Look at her. Neat. Stephanie Sarley. You guys, look her up. Yeah, there's all kinds of really... And then she smashes. And usually the ones with penises... Involve her somehow destroying or chopping the penis. Let me find one. That's a uh, that's pretty telling. Uh, sure. Oh, of course. Yeah. That's the it, violence towards men is great. Um, <laughs> this one. More. This one. She peeing on it? Oh, she's she's grilling it. Mm. She does a lot of stuff with cooking. That's a mushroom, huh? Yeah. That looks like a legitimate penis. Yeah. Just that looks like Chuck's penis. <laughs> so it looks like. My dick is getting hort. He puts on a big collard green leaf. He's kind of playing with it there. <laughs> this is so weird. Oh, she's jerking it. Where do you get a mushroom that looks just like a dick? That's a, that's a type of mushroom. I don't know what it's called, but you can buy things like that in cities where they have more things than we have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, Jesus. Yep, she did it. Oh, what is she, a... Uh... She, a and moil? Is she then, a moil? And then moil. <laughs> and she goes and tries to put it back together. Shaky the moil. It doesn't work. Put some blood, sprinkle some blood sauce. Is that sweet and sour? Looks like it. I'm souring on this video. Stephanie's Harley. Anyway, she seems like a good kid. Etc. <laughs> what's the uh, What's the one movie with Chaz Palminteri? Um, oh, uh, De Niro plays the Bronx Tale. That's a fucking great movie. That has one of the best fucking scenes in it is when those fucking bikers come in. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know precisely what you're John, talking about. John, are you ever seen uh, Bronx Tale? And that one's fuzzy, and that's not what I'm familiar with. Well, these bikers come into the Bronx, and they come into this bar. It's Chaz Palminteri's bar. <laughs> Chaz Palminteri's bar. And um, the bartender tells them, or the, the guys running the joint says, you know, you guys can't drink here. We have a dress code. And uh, the bikers, you know, then Chaz Palminteri comes in. He's the mob boss for the neighborhood. Really feared guy. and But nice. Yeah, he's, a real, he's one of the best mob bosses. He gives you a chance. Well, yeah, he does. But he, but he knows blood is bad for business. But anyway, but he can't let. But anyway, they say, you know, we, he says we're not dressed and we can't. He's just like, he's like, we just want a couple beers. We'll be on our way. He's like, just a couple beers, right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, give him the beers. It's fine. So then they take the, the beer after getting and shake it up and spray the bartender. So Chaz Palminteri walks by them calmly, goes and closes the fucking well, door. Wish you to leave. It, it, well, it's the best. And he cl- locks the door. And he turns around. And he said, "I asked you to leave. Mm-hmm. Now you can't leave." <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then all these goombas come in the back and start beating the dog shit out of these fucking. And come together by the Beatles starts playing, right? No, uh, the the. The Ten Commandments of Love. It's a, it's oh, a yeah. yeah. It's a really off kilter song to play. You know, there's no reason why can't we can't play a little bit of it. Yeah. You know, but just that quote when he looks at him and he's just so and the guys are big guys, man. They're bikers, you know. They're known for going tearing up bars, and the kid who's with Charles Terry is narrating, you know. So he's just like they were known for breaking up bars, but they knew. He said, he said you could see it in their faces. They came into the wrong bar that day. So then these guys come out of the back with baseball bats and start beating the dog shit. I mean, this is. I don't know how are. long the clip is. It's it's, not, it's pretty long. They pull up. Okay, this is where. Yeah, this is. 
God, this is a good song, huh? Yeah, it is. Add this to the list. Beatles come together. Song of the summer. Fellas, you're not dressed properly. He's going to have to leave. Properly? Jimmy. What's wrong with the way we're dressed? What's up? This wait, gentleman ain't dressed right. I asked him to leave. Is there a problem then? Uh, problem is your man here. De Niro directed this, by the way. Yeah. Like our money ain't green. We just want a couple of beers. A few beers, that's it. That's it. We'll be on our way. We ain't looking for trouble. Spoke like a gentleman. Give me a beers. Go ahead. Spoken like a gentleman. Right. Gave him a chance, man. But then that one patted him on the head. He didn't like that, did he? Like, no. What the fuck are you touching me for? You got some booze down here. Next call, boy. That guy looks Italian, though. That guy who's talking right there. He even sounded... Yeah, yeah. And there are Italian bikers. Of course there are. There's old Cologino. He's in prison now in real life. He knows he's out. He's out by now. He gives... Very calmly. Hey! Oh, you again, huh? That wasn't very nice. Now he's gotta leave. I'll tell you when the fuck we leave, alright? Get the fuck away from me. Mm. <laughs> ah. He gave him a, a third chance. Third chance. Yeah. Go watch the bites, man. They think he's walking away. But he ain't. <laughs> We're closed for business for a few, for a few hours. Now you just can't leave. I will never forget the look on their faces. All eight of them. Their faces dropped. All their courage and strength was drained right from their bodies. They had a reputation for breaking up bars. But they knew that instant they made a fatal mistake. This time they walked into the wrong bar. And here come these guys. <laughs> I love mafia stomps. They're just one of the reasons the mafia was so successful is their willingness to do violence. You know what I mean? They're just the Italian community in general is was willing to do violence. They ran into the jukebox and it changed the song. It's yeah. fucking great. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not martial artists. No. They're just it's brute strength, brute force. Right. They're wearing brute. <laughs> <laughs> Dracar noir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite scenes. I love that fucking movie. Yeah, I I, I watch that scene like you know, once a week, or you know, not that often. But, you know, <laughs> just to get pumped up when you, whenever you want to go beat up a bunch of bikers, as we do. Yeah, I mean, we do that. We do do that. We do 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 do. Who do? Somebody needs to say you do. <laughs> then I'll say what. You do. Who do? Who do? What? Remind me of the babe. Saw my baby. <laughs> fire. <laughs> anyway, I mean that's uh, that mob movie. That's a great mob movie. Yeah, and and underrated. Like it's not it's not in the in the pantheon. The people Casino, Goodfellas, Godfather. Um, what know. about Sleepers? Would you consider that a mob movie? Because they kind of get an involved. Irish mob movie. They kind of get involved in the mob, and then they. Go. That's in Hell's Kitchen, I believe. Yeah. Um, you ever seen Sleepers? I don't know. It's fucked up. It's a good movie. It's real good. Kevin Bacon, Jason Patrick, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt. Uh, De Niro. Dustin Hoffman Isn't Dustin Hoffman in it? Uh, no, De Niro's in that one I'm sorry, De Niro's De Niro um, No, Dustin yeah. Hoffman is in that He movie. might be in it he I think he's the, the, he's the lawyer He plays the attorney Yeah, he's a notorious drunk He's a, he used he's to be a brilliant. Drunk. He used to be a brilliant Brilliant Now he's a public lawyer. defender Yeah, because he lost all You know, for being a drunk Disheveled Long hair You know, at one point He's, he's in the case And he's shuffling papers around Forgets where he was He's all Dustin Hoffman He's really good Um 
Of course, The Departed. It's a great movie. I love it. Um, the Town, I consider an Irish mob movie, even though they're it. technically not part of a... They're part of a crew, but they're not part of... Yeah, they're not... They're well, a the, gang. But the Irish mob is They're different. bank robbers, right? I mean, the, the, the Irish mob doesn't have that that structure. Like, they don't have capo regimes or, or underbosses or that stuff. They have a lone wolf, and then they have guys who work for them. Yeah. That's basically how it goes. So Yeah, The Town's great. That's a uh, Ben Affleck vehicle. Mm. Directed and written ben by Affleck. And, it's, and it's really fucking good He's good man He doesn't get enough credit cause Well I mean Argo There's that in Argo I haven't seen uh, What's that one We Own the Night It's good No no That's not the one We uh, Own the Night is Joaquin Phoenix and, Yeah uh, yes. Is that an Irish mob movie uh, I don't know I'm not sure But it's mob A History of Violence Is Irish mob connected It's good it's Because uh, Viggo Mortensen plays This guy And he and Have you seen that which one? History of Violence. I don't think so. It's really good. Like, here's what happens. This guy, that these these two one. guys, uh, just random dudes come into the small town. And this is after they've murdered everybody at this hotel, including like a five-year-old girl. You know, they don't show it, but, you know, they killed her. So, and they're just degenerate pieces of shit. But they come into this bar and think they're going to just run over the guy. And Viggo Mortensen runs the diner, you know. I mean, diner, not bar. And he is calm with him. So he's like, and they... He's like, you gentlemen are gonna have to leave, you know. So then they they pull out a gun and he just he gets the gun and kills them both, like brutally with great skill. And people, it starts to get on the news, and it turns out that's not his name is not uh, Tom. He says his name's Tom something or other. That's not him. His name's Joey Cusack. He's from the Irish mob in Philly, and he just moved away to get away from that life because he couldn't live it anymore. So. He's in like self-imposed uh, witness protection or something like that. Basically, and and Ed Harris plays a rival. Irish mob boss Who He fucked his face up He's blind in one eye Because he really fucked him up And he comes in Finds him And he keeps on He starts harassing him He's like Hey Joey He's like I mean, My name's Tom sir I don't know what you're saying And they put up enough He puts up enough of, of, of a front To think Well maybe he isn't the guy Maybe it's Mistake identity It's not And he kills Those guys brutally Both of them So his wife Thinks he's from another town And all this stuff And it turns out You know it's a good movie, man. It's got by the guy who directed David Cronenberg directed it. He doesn't get enough credit for being a good director. He directed The Fly, Jeff Goldblum Fly. He directed uh, Dead Ringers and um, a couple other like horror movies. But that one, he was on his game. I mean, it was it was a really good movie. But anyway, um, <laughs> would uh, would you recommend somebody trying to get into that shit to watch the the Sopranos? I would say do the Sopranos after because that's you know you know a show and, and, a, and a movie have a different format so. You know, there are, yeah, you could do The Sopranos. You could do uh, Brotherhood, which was based on Whitey Bulger and his brother. It's apparently a really good show. I saw a couple episodes. It wasn't bad. I haven't heard of that either. Uh, it didn't last very long. Black Mass. That's uh, a, Black Mass is about Whitey Bulger. It's fucking good, too. I haven't watched it. Pretty I read good. the book, um, and I saw the documentary, The People uh, F, F, the People versus Whitey Bulger, the, the case against him. He died in prison here in West Virginia. Um, You know, it's... I, 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 but I wonder about groups that you know. Does do the Native Americans have a mafia? And you know they do. I mean, with all that money at stake in, in the casinos and stuff and on the reservations, you know they've got a, a an well, organized the, crime element. You got the Amish mafia. That's not real. It's <laughs> not real. That's dumb. Well, there's sort of. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw Justified. It's one of the best uh, shows of all time. I need to watch it because I'm, I'm. Everybody talks about how good it is. They right? sort of have like a redneck mafia type deal going on there with Boyd Crowder and. Uh, um, all those fuckers. That is a that 
there was a, an altercation that happened between somebody we know. I don't want to mention on air because it, you know. Don't say his name. I'll cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he got in. They he had a buddy Bronco who got into Swanson. who got into an uh, uh, altercation with a guy, a guy from uh, Los Angeles. You know, uh, he was in a gang from the uh, Bloods or the Crips or something. So they got into a the arg- Cruds. <laughs> they, yeah, they got into an argument about some pills. And he, the pills were not delivered to him, not our friend, but it, the guy's friend. And he said, well, you know, you're going to have to have that money or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have to have a couple brothers come out here from L.A. and we're going to take care of business. And he looked at him and said, you send them fuckers out here. He's like, they'll be in a mine shaft and you'll never fucking see him again. Oh, shit. And it's just like, and that threat was serious. Like, you know, when you're dealing with those kind of people and he was scared enough to call it off. He's like, yeah, we're, we'll settle it some other way. You know. Every this is this is their community. They're going to know how to get rid of you, and you know who to know. There are ways. I mean, I mean, it's we've heard our entire lives that the mafia would bring people down here and just dump them in the woods somewhere. Sure. And uh, there's definitely if you know your way around the woods, you can find old overgrown mine shafts. Well, there's caves. a lot of there's a lot of um there's a pretty rich history, I believe, of a, of a lot of mafia activity in mm-hmm. certain parts of West Virginia, Smithers. Clarksburg, mm-hmm. uh, Smithers, Fairmont. Mm-hmm. Where there's there's a lot of Italian restaurants, right. I think maybe Beckley a little bit. Well, Smithers was the Italian, and Boomer too. Boomer had a large, pretty yeah. large Italian population at one point. Shout out to Boomer. That's why the houses are so colorful, or yes. so they say. <laughs> really? Yeah, people say it's because well, I mean, of the Italian heritage. Sure. Here's um, the Boomer. You know, but then you had a a more I don't know if you'd call it an Irish presence, but the the opposition to that were Irish people, but I don't know if they're Irish affiliated. You know what I mean? Like. They were just crime elements to their own. You know, that would be an interesting subject to study to see, you know, but nobody would be willing to talk, you know, because you still have people (laughs) around here who who are still, they're probably not connected, but they're only a generation removed. So. Why wouldn't they talk? I mean. Well, I mean, because they don't want to talk, indict, you know, somebody or, you know, implicate somebody in something that might be considered criminal. You know what I mean? And it might, they might be embarrassed about it. I know Italians who are embarrassed of the mafia. You know, yeah. you have the ones who get into the movies and all that stuff, and then there are ones that like I know of one especially a, a coach of mine was thought it was a very shameful history. He did not like discussing it. He's like, he's like, they're they're criminals. They murdered people. They hurt people. Why would I be proud of that? You know, so because yeah. it's know. cool, and you didn't do it because <laughs> I mean it's not necessarily being proud of it, but acknowledging it. But like, everybody does that, history. like sure, everybody does that. Like I'm not. Proud of the fact that you know there are Irish gangsters, but it's interesting. You I know, I, I, I found it definitely. Did I tell the story about my great grandfather on this show yet? I don't know. My great grandfather McKinney. No. Great great grandfather. Okay, I'll tell you. You want some sort of music here we go. underneath yeah. this? Yeah, what this, kind? Is, this is a good one. Well, I got one. I got one. McKinney is that so Irish? It's, Scottish? it's, it's, it's uh, Irish. It's set in a bar and dance. Okay, and, oh. and we're in like the eighteen hundreds. So oh, you come up with shit. come up with something for that. Great grandfather. Well, I was so, going to play something like this. Is my. This is my mother's. My mother's great grandfather or grandfather. I'm interrupting him and it's making. You sure are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it's my uh, my mother's grandmother. My great. It's either my great grandfather or my great great grandfather. I can't remember right now. I'm having I'm having a a fart. But so so. 
his name was R.L. McKinney, and this is history. And they were they they were out in Bumfuck, Wyoming County, and they raised uh, they raised oh shit eighteen or nineteen kids. This couple, my gran- Granny Vic, she was like the the Granny Doctor. She did all the doctoring of the people in the holler and stuff. If you got a problem, if you got a fever, or something like that, she would she would treat you. And they had eighteen or nineteen kids. Not even all their kids. Her and RL and RL Damn. was RL was kind of um he was kind of like a pillar of the community, but he was also kind of a son of a bitch and like kind of drank a lot and mm. was a ladies' man, kind True. of like, like slept around a lot. Hell was, yeah, you know. He's out there putting in Irish, work. just good old honest Irish trash. Yeah, <laughs> and um, and uh, so he was fucking around with this other man's wife. So he had a mistress that was married, and they had this barn dance, and um, he uh, decided that he was going to hire an assassin to kill this to kill his lover's husband, so he could ha- so he could have full access to her, right? But he didn't want to trace back to him. He didn't want to do it himself. And so they're at this barn dance, and the assassin comes to kill this dude. And my great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather is fucking his wife. And he knows what's up. Assassin comes to kill him. Dude stops the assassin, takes the gun from the assassin, shoves him away, and shoots my great-great-grandfather. Oh, Jesus. Dead. Oh, my God. There could be a movie made out of this. Absolutely. Yeah, he died. Let's screenplay this. And then, so Granny Vic... And my mom talks about the, her spiritual energy because my mom knew her. It was like this, like, you know, that was then left to raise all these kids on 18 acres by her fucking self. Jesus. That's where my fucking grandmother came from. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. <laughs> That's awesome. And she was an alcoholic, pill head. Your great grandpa was a cold ass motherfucker. She grew all in crank candy, all her own shit, you know, in her, in her yard and stuff like that. She, you know. Kept it, you know. Kept a dog around in case there was a snake, and kept a handgun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Etc. She That's... couldn't. She couldn't figure out how to unload a gun one day, and we were just sitting there, and she just boom shot into the coal pile. <laughs> <laughs> Empty now. <laughs> There's a. Well, that did it. Yeah. There's a story. I, I don't know if it's true because Keeners are famous for being bullshitters. I try to keep it to a minimum. I believe but, every word you ever said. Oh, fuck you. I mean, no, everybody gilds the lily to try to make something more interesting. But I'm saying that some of them were notorious liars, you know. And Yarn spinners. Yeah, you could say. I mean, where does the line of trying to entertain somebody and their truth? Eh, embellishment in the stories. That's sure. That's what half of it is. I actually read an article about it. It's fairly common. So, um, but anyway, there's a story told about uh, the patriarch of the Irish, of the Kenans in this uh, country. Oh, we need to crush the patriarchy, by the way. Uh, that he either killed somebody in a fit of rage in Ireland or New York and had to flee here to avoid prosecution. I don't know if it's true, but it does fit the profile. Like, you know, a fit of drunken rage. You know, the Kenans are, are, are an odd family because they split at one point. And the more rough criminal element went to one side, and then the and the other element went to another. And um, which one are you from? Little column A, little column B. I'm from column. Yeah, I mean, we never. My side of the family never really got in trouble, but we drank, and you know, I mean, it's just no secret. You know, I mean, you're roughhoused. A little bit, you know. I mean, just I'm not trying to paint us in any, any kind of romantic light. You raised hell and you praised Dale. I get it, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's you know the other side of it. But there are some 
Keenans are in jail, lunatics, you know, murdered people. And, you know, there's a Charles Keenan up at Mount Olive, and somebody thought it was me. Huh. <laughs> they were like, holy shit, Chuck murdered somebody. Because <laughs> he's, I think he's roughly my age. I didn't know exactly how old, how old I was. And, um, you know, it's just families and, and, and crime and, and are, are weird. You know, I mean, you, you, what's the Hawthorne said? The uh, And I got this from, oddly enough, from uh, the part is families are always rising and falling in America. You know, and um, we've had some respectable, you know, people. Then we've had my generation, which is rather undistinguished. You know, I, we, I, we've never really done much of note. But um, you're on the world's greatest podcast. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, I'm trying to change that, but uh, yeah, that's something that's gotten into my head lately. <laughs> is that you know I was just past my forty forty second birthday, and I've never had sex. <laughs> I've never really accomplished anything. Yeah, you have. Shut the fuck up. No, it's not self pity. It's just the truth. I mean, I've abandoned every project I've ever been in. You know, because. I get easily distracted or, you know, get discouraged and I, and I quit. It's like the thing with my weightlifting. I change often because I think it's not working. I, like, I was considering changing it again when I, when I sat down and thought, well, I've only been doing this for two weeks. You know, so maybe I should give a little bit more of a chance you know, before I change it. So, But I'm saying that, uh, you know. What is it that you want to accomplish? Like, what, do, what, do you, what do you consider an accomplishment? Well, what I said, I would like to. See something all the way through, like either a book or a physique show, like I wanted to do, stuff like that. Um, and not even win, you know what I mean? Just do it. So, just get the certificate of authentic certificate of authenticity. Yeah, have a goal and meet it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like you know, that's that's people think it's easy. It's not easy. It's tough to do. A lot of know? people so. don't. I mean, most people don't really do that. I mean, it's okay. Sure, I mean, it's, but I, but I'm. I think I would feel better if I did, so I'm, I'm trying to do it. But, you know, it's just battling depression and, you know, OCD and all kinds of stuff is... See, I was like, you know, I was raised kind of in the shadow of my father being this, like... Cast a large shadow there. Kind of, kind of overachiever and, like, like, very much, like, if you're not doing... If you're not living to the fullest and doing your using your potential, then basically, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I had all this pressure and I was expected to, it's like, I, I wasn't like, like, you know, let's just say other people in my family could just like do whatever they want and get, you know, just get by. And that they was fine. Like if you, if you get good grades on your report card, you get rewarded. Mm-hmm. If I get a B, I get punished. Like I was not allowed to fail. Like it was, I was, I was, I was like, you know what I mean? It's like, I was expected to, it was just like, it was just a matter of course that I was going to succeed. You're the firstborn, right? No. I'm the youngest. I'm the younger. But anyway, and so I, I just grew up in this, you know, with all this pressure to do and to succeed. And if you don't, you're basically a piece of shit. All this guilt and all these, like, you're supposed to meet all these, this, there's all this societal pressure to, to, to appear a certain way and to, and to you know, to, to utilize your fucking potential or whatever the fuck it is. And like uh, you have to be a doctor or a dentist, or mm-hmm. you know you have to be one of these things. And if you say that you want to go to Boston and study music, then it's like, <laughs> have fun paying for it, mm-hmm. um, kind of shit. And so you know, I've always had that natural sort of drive because it was instilled in me to some degree. It's like I, I wasn't allowed to not have it. Mm-hmm. 
and now you know I've I've kind of met, made my own goals and met a lot of them, and I feel like I've got some accomplishments, things that I can look back and it's like I did some things. But for me now, the healing, the healing for me, where the healing for you is maybe completing something and, and following through. The healing for me is 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 to be able to sit, and say, you know what, John, you don't have to do a goddamn thing. You don't owe anybody anything. It's okay. It's okay to be mediocre. It's okay to not be to not get straight A's. It's okay to not do everything right. You know what I mean? And that's my 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 healing in my you know middle middle aged you know, entering into middle age is it's okay to just not, to not utilize your potential. It's like the, it's, and it's a very joyful thing for me, which is kind of the opposite of what you're going through in a way. It's like, is that it feels great to not do anything and to not feel like I have to do anything and to not have anything planned and to not have any goals right now. If it's, it's like just to exist, just to breathe and mm-hmm. eat and shit. And you know, when I was a kid, um, there was three things I wanted to do. I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to be a singer, songwriter. I am that. I wanted to. I wanted to be on the radio. I wanted to have my own radio show. I pretty much have that. And I wanted um, to be like a sports journalist. Uh, like that was one of the other things I wanted to do. I wanted to go to school for journalism and, and be like a sports journalist, like on the news talking. But now I'm a commentator for my friends. You also wanted to be a pro wrestling thing. You also wanted to call wrestling. Yeah. And I'm doing all these things. I'm not making any living at it, but I'm doing them. So you don't like just because you're not living, making a living off your dreams doesn't mean you can't live your dream, right? Well, yeah, but it's, for me, it's like I'm getting fucking inspirational up in here. God damn it! The reason I feel the way I do is because I was because of things I went through. I was instilled with this massive inferiority complex. It make you know I don't know if you guys know this, but I have horrible self esteem. So. I feel like if I accomplish something, I'll finally be happy. Mm-hmm. So, well, you're accomplishing shit. You come here every week. We fucking put on a good show, and we have a few hundred people to listen to this goddamn thing. Yeah, and people, people were excited to meet you a couple weeks ago. That was cool. It was. It was really cool. There was, uh, I mean, fucking people talk talk about us, and they 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 know more about us than we know about our fucking selves. Right. It's fucking cool, man. You know. Yeah, and you fuck you fucking get out there and you fucking you're fucking throwing weight around. You're in there getting jacked. You're fucking stronger than anybody I know. I mean, I shut the that, fuck up. I don't up. know if that's true. I mean, like I've always said, I'm I'm strong in odd ways. Like, you know, I, I can't bench with the biggest benchers. I can't deadlift or squat with them. But you know, and I know this is an, an aside. It doesn't really matter. But that kind of bothers me too. But I, I'm strong in like. There's nothing I can't pull. Yeah, you know what I mean, like I can bend a row a fuck ton of weight. I can you can deadlift a fuck ton of weight. You can squat. Yeah, a fuck ton I, of weight. I do okay. But I'm saying that it's also too because you know your self image. I'm here. I've always been this, and I'm trying to shed it. Let's get out there. You're uh, you're um. Like the uh, all the things that I want to do, I get to do. Like there was a time that I wanted to be a professional baseball player, and that just that was never going to work. Or a professional football player, that definitely wasn't going to work. I went to that uh, football camp at WVU, and I was the big guy against all the people we played. Then I went to WVU the football camp, and I was looking up at people that were playing the same positions as me. <laughs> I was like, "There's, I mean, why did they even invite me up here for this?" 
It was so I would come and be on their practice squad and so, get the fuck kicked out. So you out could of be me. a tackle dummy. Exactly. <laughs> like they would want they wanted me to walk on and be on their practice squad. I know that's what it was for. And I was like and I wasn't gonna get a scholarship or anything just to get the fuck kicked out of me for four years. Right. And I might get in on one special teams play or something. Like Rudy. Yeah. And make the tackle <laughs> and your dad'd be so proud. And then I get off sides and but I, I saw them. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I did. Uh, uh, we were doing the combine, and, and all my shit was great compared to the people I played against. Yeah. But then I uh, like the the, the two twenty five bench. I think I did it fifteen times. There were guys doing it thirty, yeah. seventeen, eighteen year olds doing sure. benches in two twenty. I was like, my God, what supplements are these guys on? I just take the shitty creatine that makes me sweat brown. What is going on? Well, well, there's there's the type of goal where or the type of like self improvement or like changing yourself that's like very like meaningful and very real and, and but but it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be some mile marker thing like 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 you know like like dutch doing yoga and getting you know getting getting all flexy or or me like pursuing fighting or or chuck or chuck always working on his his strength and training uh but there's something to be said also for just like self-acceptance like you just accepting i'm never going to be a fucking monster uh you know football lineman yeah i'm you know i was good in high school it was good while it lasted uh i wish i had never played (laughs) i've got lots of painful memories yeah that that are gonna linger on for the rest of my life lots of things i don't remember concussions yeah. yeah but um the point is is that it's it's okay to just at one at some point just to be you and be like you know what I like watching these same movies over again, or whatever it is that you're trying to yeah, change yeah. about yourself. It's I'm like, okay right. with it's running just, a fork truck and coming home and it's writing like, songs. It's just to love your love your inner child and love 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 yourself warts and all. And be like, yeah, so I'm a piece of shit, and I love myself. It's okay. It's one of those things that you go back and forth. I go back and forth. Like I'm okay with it, and then some days I'm not. Today I'm not. Well, I mean, so. some days you're not. Some and that's I think that's then, the fucking and, wheel. And man. some people some people equate this or another way to think about it is when people talk about destroying the ego. It's kind of what that to me is what it's about. It's like I don't have anything to prove. You know, what I, mean? I don't. I don't need to. I don't need to feel good. I don't need to stand out. There doesn't need to be anything, any like achievement other than just being alive and breathing and experiencing. Well, I progressed. It used to be I had to put up a front about who I was. You know, because I hated who I was, was so bad that I had to pretend to be somebody else. I don't do that anymore. I mean, right. I, I'm satisfied. With that aspect of it, but now I now it's shifted into, well, I want to be the best I can possibly be at everything I do. That there's nothing wrong with that inherently. It's but yeah, it can be a lot of pressure to. Well, you know, so I'm saying though, it's like it's it's is that is that a realistic goal? Is that like I'm going to lose thirty pounds by this time, or is that is that a, is that a good baby steps goal for somebody in their forties, or to to do everything to the best of your? It, it, that seems like there's a lot of. Uh, this is a little hyperbolic, right? Sure. To do everything to the best oh, of your absolutely. ability all the uh, yeah. time. How about just do a good job uh, at the things that you feel like doing a good job at, and then um, just be good good with that, right? I mean, sure. You know, you can set goals and you can improve yourself without stressing yourself out. I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at. Well, and also, you know, that's one of the. I'm not good at the uh, nuts and bolts of the. The non-hyperbolic, if that makes any sense. Like, here's a goal we set, a small goal. I don't think in those terms. It's like, 
it's it's weird. Some people can't think big. I can't think small. You're not motivated by things unless there's it's a big challenge. Sure, or a big change. I kind of get that. It's like my problem is is that once I figure out I can do something, it's like oh I can put a fucking roof. Oh yeah, I can build this barn by myself or whatever. I can fucking whatever it is I'm trying to do that's really hard farm work or mm-hmm. or whether it's music or whatever it is. Once I realize I can do the hard shit, and then there's just a little bit of easy stuff to follow up to follow through. I'm like eh. I know I can do it. Right. So it's like I already have the, the sense of accomplishment because I know that I'm good enough to do something, so I don't need to complete the task. Right. That's one of my problems. It's like once I know, um, you know, it's like, I, like I've released, you know, three albums or whatever. I know I can put together some songs and, you know, make it sound good and put it out in a meaningful way. I, 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 I've, I've seen that movie. You know what I mean? I've right. done that trick. And, and you know what I mean? And I... You know what I mean? So, I, and I don't really have much of an audience anyway. So it's like, why? You know what I mean? Ah, I'm I'm good with that. If if where can where if can someone find moves, your albums? If if the spirit moves me to do something, I'll, I'll tell you what. I was in. So I was at the New River Exxon. This is about a year. That's a ago. great Exxon. By it way. really is. It really is. In Highco, West Virginia. Yeah. they've got great food. Great, great pepperoni. Friendly people. It's like sort of a little meeting ground for everybody in the Highco Anstead area up there. There's usually old people hanging out in there. You meet some really cool old people. Have they have places to sit? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Drink coffee. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and I'll go in there and chat up with the old people and stuff like that. And there's this old dude in there, and some guy was you know saying something to him or something like that. And this old old motherfucker stood up and he was just like, I don't know what they were arguing about or whatever. He's like, I don't got to do nothing. He said, <laughs> he said, if I want to do something, I'll do it. And then, like, it's for some reason it just struck a chord in me, and I just. I put I quoted it on him on Facebook. And I was like, I, I don't have. I forget exactly what the wording was, but the the message, probably I ain't got to do nothing. Yeah, I, yeah, I I ain't got to do nothing. If I want to do something, I'll do it. And that's kind of like where I, at that point in my life, it's like where I was like, I don't have to fucking be a fucking farm hero. I don't have to you know build this new water system by this point in time. And I don't That'd have be a to, great video game farm you know, hero. And I don't have to fucking you know they have that. Have to get enough firewood for to have three years of firewood, you know, and all these goals I was set. I don't. It's like all these things that I, I was these goals I was setting for, for myself that I was feeling inadequate because I wasn't meeting them or wasn't close enough, to right, me, or whatever for whatever and that's reason. That's a terrible feeling, and I'm just setting, and, and I it's totally self imposed, mm-hmm. and so and so I got to the point, you know, just for the last couple of years, I've been a lot happier because my stress levels have been way down. My anxiety levels have been way down. And the reason why they've, they've been that way is because I've managed it because I've, I've changed the goal post post to being a little bit too high for me to no goal post at all. You took a sawzall and just cut the goddamn thing down. I didn't move the goal post. I got rid of it. I'm not even fucking playing and it kind of feels great. And at any point in time, and if I want to fucking do something, if I get inspired to build the spring system that I've been envisioning for years, I know how to do it. I'll fucking do it. I'll go out there with a shovel by myself and fucking build it when I feel like it. But I'm not even 40 yet. I've got, I've got, I can live on this farm my whole life. I can never run out of shit to do. The more shit that you do, the more work you do, the more work you find that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And it's like if I worry about, oh, this eave over here is leaking or this gutter's not right or, oh, there's gonna, there's water getting into this part of the house and it's causing, mm-hmm. you know, and I let all these like fucking things stress me out and they're always in the back of my mind and I'm hating on myself for not doing all the things. And so my healing process has just been f- like, forget it all. Like take care of the, take care of the things that, that really stick out that, that need to be done. Like 
make sure my insurance is paid and my, you know, fucking change the oil in my truck and right. my, my, all my animals are healthy. You know what I mean? My, the ecology of my farm is functioning. My trees are protected. Just do what you can do and, you know, and, and just remove the stress. Do it, brainwash yourself in whatever way you need to brainwash yourself to remove the stress and you'll be happier. Well, the thing about it is I get it. It's a, it's a cycle. Like I'll do like, okay. I, I, I stayed, I said, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do Bill Kazmaier's workout. I'm going to do it. It is extraordinarily fucking difficult. It is. I've done I, it I have, I have vomited before and we weren't even doing everything. That he yeah. Did. We were just kind of three. So, right. So I, I did all of it. And, um, and yeah, I feel like it's going to work and stuff like that, but you know, it's like today. I, I just you get tired, and you know, with working, and I just and I woke up at like eight o'clock, and I usually wake up at like six and get my day going. So I've are already beating myself up over it. Mm-hmm. You should have been up at six. You should have been going. And then I'll get on YouTube and, and throw on motivational videos. And the first the motivational videos are good. You know, I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And then they start to make me feel bad because I didn't do it. You know what I mean? Because you didn't get you didn't get motivated enough, right? <laughs> it's like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's this circular you, thing. Have you ever heard about the five agreements? You've mentioned it before. I've mentioned it. I could never find it. I found it. the The first agreement is be impeccable with your word. I mean, the, do what the fuck you say you're going to do. Speak with integrity and and say only what you mean. Avoid using words to speak against yourself or to <laughs> gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. You mostly do that except for with yourself. <laughs> yeah. The second agreement is don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. What I'll others say and do is a projection <laughs> of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be a, vict- a victim of the needless suffering. That means don't give a fuck. Yeah, or give th- less of a fuck at least. So the, way to be, the way to compassion is to be detached, right? It's, it's to not feel is it's to not take things personally like mm-hmm. people that a lot of times people think that they're caring or think that they're, they're because they're, you got strong feelings but really it's just your feelings it becomes about your feelings it's like whatever it is it's like there may be some political issue or something like that and people are frothing you know just you're furious about it and really what all that you're doing is me 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 i want i feel pain i want this to change like I want the world to change. Why is why is the world not conforming to my ideas? Mm. Which is very ego based. You know, it's very much like. But to say, okay, I don't actually get to say what happens in the world, and, and to to let that humility in and let a little bit, little bit of that ego go is actually a way towards a path, one path towards love for some people is to be like, you know, basically what those yeah. five agreements. The third agreement, don't, don't make assumptions. Find the courage to ask questions and express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstanding, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. It's like, yeah, it's kind of an example. Like I had these these um, these friends that I've had a total falling out with. Like I don't, like I'm done with them. I just, and um, it's, it's very peaceful to just not be concerned with anything that they're doing. It's like they're kind of doing something similar to me nearby and they're like I mean the one guy the one guy is just a total sleaze ball like he just just real dick bag just just you know what I mean like if I if I wanted to sit there and say you know it'd be easy for me to trash him but I, instead I just what I actually do is other than for the sake of the show I'm telling the story is I literally anytime they come into my brain I say oh wait they're gone mm. they don't exist not because I hate them 
but because when I think about them, it arouses anxiety on, in me because X, Y, and Z, and because of, of our past history, the mm-hmm. way they've treated me. So instead of thinking about that and feeling anxious or whatever about it, anytime they pop into my head, I just go, wait, and just take the eraser out and go, nope, not there. They don't exist. That didn't, that didn't happen. If there's, if there's a memory of something bad that happened to, you know, some, like, oh, I said this thing and I, there was this awkward situation and I feel bad about it or whatever, <clears throat> if I can fix it, I'll fix it. If I can't fix it, that didn't happen. That li- that's not part of another. You just take the man in black thing. Yeah, the, uh, one of my mantras is that's not part of my reality. Like there's this Whitlock farm thing that they're doing in Fayette County where they're just like my fucking tax dollars are going to pay for this fucking commie farm where they're, <laughs> they're fucking literally just dumping money. They have, they're like, we have to spend $60,000. And they can't think of a way to spend this money. Nobody's farming the property. They're dumping thousands, hundreds of thousands of county money into it. They've already wasted over a million dollars and no food is being grown there. Mm. Nothing has happened there because they want to create opportunities. And basically, they're just trying to create a community farm where other people can go farm and then compete with me, you know, that when I, who I have my own personal ass invested in it. So the state's just like subsidizing people that want to come farm, or the, the county is. What they're doing is what you, what you see in like urban areas where they have like a little community garden where people can actually farm, yeah, like but, grow things. But, but the thing is, in a place where there's farmland everywhere. Right? There's farmland <laughs> everywhere. There's already farmers that aren't making it, that need assistance, that don't, that, you know, that aren't getting their products out. And and the people running it don't know what they're fucking doing. <laughs> it's like fucking Mao Zedong's Great Leap Forward. They fucking went to the farmers, these fucking fucking communists, Chinese pieces of shit. Went to these ancient these these ancient farming peoples um, who had been farming the land a certain way for thousands of years in a way that was sustainable. And this is you know what the output was. It's like we were we're producing this much rice a year. And, and they came in and said, no, you should be producing two crops of rice every year. And here's how we're going to do it. We're going to till twice as deep. We're going to do this. We're going to tear down houses and have slaves come and dump the rubble from the houses into the fields to add fertility to the fields from the clay houses. They somehow thought that the clay in the fucking houses was going to add fertility to the field because... Did this really happen? Yes. Shit. And millions of people starved because, sure. because these fucking fascist pieces of shit came in and stole, the, stole, these, stole these farmers' private property and told them how they were going to farm for the people to increase production for the people... Because we know how to farm better than you guys who, you plead pieces of shit that have been doing this for thousands of years. We know how to do it better because community. And that's exactly what the fuck's happening with, uh, they're doing this lavender program. Uh, The state's trying to do shit to turn, you know, mountaintop removal sites into lavender. And they've dumped thousands of dollars into it. They they don't even know if lavender is going to do well here or not. They just have some specialist said, oh yeah, lavender do great. And they're just dumping money into it. Meanwhile, farmers like me, you know, don't even have a fucking market. And it's, they're just dumping money into shit, and they, know, they have no fucking idea what they're doing. They're actually doing harm. But the point is, uh, where, where was, where, how did that get into that? We kind of slept, just swept right into Umbridge. Um, no, no, don't be- make assumptions. Um... What, oh, was, the, what the, was the last thing you were saying that made me the farm? Oh, I was talking about how, but anyway, but so so, and but 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 see that that's what happens if I think about it. You see how you see how quickly I got angry. Yeah. So what do I do whenever I think about the Whitlock Farm? They don't exist. That's not part of my reality. 
I like it. It literally does not exist. That didn't happen. The fourth agreement. My, my tax dollars literally aren't going to pay for those <laughs> fucking communist sons of bitches. <laughs> the fourth agreement is always do your best. Doing your best is going to change from moment to moment, Charles. It will be different when you are tired as opposed to when you are well-rested. Under any circumstance, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. I think we all struggle with that one. Yeah, we do. And the fifth one is be skeptical but learn to listen. Don't believe yourself or anybody else unconditionally. Use the power of doubt to question everything you hear. Is it really the truth? Listen to intent behind the words and you will understand the real message. Well, my problem with the world is not... It's not necessarily... Okay, I'm trying to explain this. It's not necessarily something that's done to me. It's the fact that somebody would do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I try to love everybody as much as I can. You know what I mean? And that's a reflex from being... And that's not trying to be hippy-dippy or, or a saint or anything like that. I just... I just want to like everybody as much as I can. You know what I mean? So I give everybody a chance and all kinds of stuff. And then when I don't get that returned, I get upset. And that's, and not because it's happening to me necessarily, but just the fact that it's happening in general. Yeah. You shouldn't, you shouldn't assume that other people have the same types of integrity that you have. It's not, it's not fair to them, but I mean, is that integrity or is that just being naive and dumb? (laughs) I mean, it's well. I mean, you're being a little naive because because you're setting expectations. You're having expectations that maybe aren't don't meet meet up with the real world. Sure, not everyone wants to be good in the same ways that you want to be good. Right. To assume that they do is unfair because you're trying to impose your expectations on someone else who doesn't have the same values as you. Yeah, a lot of people are just assholes and pieces of shit and they'll walk all over you if you let them. Sure. And I like oh yeah, like like I have this friends like who um who um like one of my other mutual friends like like butchered thousands of chickens for them and like brought his gear over like the all the stuff you need to pluck them and stuff to do it fast and like did it for him and the fucking guy won't even touch a chicken because he's a total pussy. He won't even, the guy owns a farm and he won't touch chickens. Hmm. But he had so my other friend has helped this guy but you're thousands of chickens for like nothing or next to nothing or like, you know, maybe they gave him like 30 bucks or something for a 13 hour workday. Jeez. And then acted and then acted like they were put Doing out. Doing a favor. Yeah. yeah. So, and he's, and he's brought them this gear and this equipment to do this. And then they finally, their parents buy them brand new equipment to do it. And one the stuff that they have is big enough to do turkeys, which my friend also does, which, so that's always been a problem for him. He's like, Hey, how many turkeys can that thing do? Thinking, I'll be able to do turkeys with their equipment because I loaned them my equipment and helped them tireless, tirelessly for years. Right Now it's my turn to get helped. They said, oh, it won't be leaving the property. Mm, what a bunch <laughs> of twats, man. Yeah, that's awful. And that's, and that's, that's shit. Okay, and then I have another friend. This is rampant in the farming community where... These are people that are... People that their are, parents are, being, are subsidizing them? Yeah, and they virtue signal the fuck out of community and help each other and work together. And they totally take advantage of other people's help when the community is working for them, but they never, ever give back. And then they... And then they act like they're love, like like oh we're growing with love and all this stuff. Socialists. But then they're just totally yeah, they totally snap, stab their fucking neighbors in the back, stab people who've helped them in the back. They're totally fucking two faced, like like the little finger character from Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's who they like. Just can't believe anything they say. But the front is community, and this is not just happening to. 
this is not one an isolated case that's happening nearby in my personal life. I have other friends in Montana who've had the same thing happen to them where they've mentored people and helped them and then they stab them in the back and like slander them and stuff like that and start their own business and steal their slogans and stuff like that and like steal customers. Awful. Yeah. If you steal my and it, slogan. And, and all of these people are like eco, namaste, community. They're all using this, just fucking abusing the language of collectivism and compassion to to do 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 things that are totally to fucking selfish bilk people. Yeah, and it, and I wa- I was like I almost want to quit farming. I was having a conversation and just buy some like documentary equipment, cameras and shit and just go around and just make a documentary of cases of fraudulent humanitarianism in the small food it's not a bad idea. community yeah. and just uncover all these motherfuckers who are, you know, acting like they're all, you know, Farm heroes, and really, they just—they're just fucking dick bags. They're just—they're they're like the most greedy capitalists of all the greedy capitalists. Well, I've a in terms of their their the way that they treat others. Yeah, I mean, when I was younger and I was drinking, and drinking dulls your conscience. Addiction yeah, does. dulls your, what's so great. Drinking addiction in general dulls your conscience, no matter what addiction it is. And I did awful things, and the place I'm in now. I I shudder at the person that I was. Now I didn't have I didn't ha- not have a conscience. Like I couldn't sleep. It was bothering me all the things I did, but I kept doing them. So how much was it really bothering me? You know what I mean? So but ironically, I think in a lot of ways in my personal relationships, I was better off being the first person before. <laughs> that make any sense? You know, it's like uh, well, what's another thing that happens to I think alcoholics too? Is this happened to me? Is that when you when you realize that you're an alcoholic and you have these problems, you magnify the negative things about yourself because you're. I'm doing that currently. That's what I'm, I'm saying. Drinking, yeah. That's what I'm saying is that you're being a little too hard on yourself. Just like I was too hard on myself. It's like you weren't a bad person when you drank. You you certainly weren't perfect. But you don't need to cringe at who you were. It's part of who you were. And yeah, we, we all do fucking shitty things. Yeah. It's, but it's just, and, and it's and, not that shitty. You didn't fucking rape any, you know, you're not. Mm-hmm. You, I never you, hurt anyone. You're not a master manipulator. Well, I, I didn't physically hurt anyone. Well, the charges, most charges were dropped. So. You're not like, you're not some kind of fucking like, you know. You're not the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, it's like, just put things into perspective. It's like, and yeah. And, and sometimes like drinking can help you loosen up. But there's like, there's. There are good things about it. It's just that for you, you've determined that sobriety is better. Mostly. Well, you, I mean, drinking is good, but sobriety is better. Well, I mean, but I'm not technically. I'm I'm in a period right now, and I've noticed this, and I'm I'm not afraid to deal with it. But I just I get I get driven into uh, non-action by the enormity of what I'm getting ready to undertake. Um, I know I have to go back to meeting and recommit myself to it because I'm dry drunk right now. Um, I actually considered drinking not long ago and uh, I've been battling with it more than I have in years. And well, another thing is like, I mean, I support your sobriety. I think it's, it's an amazing accomplishment. You should keep doing it. But if you, if you did have a drink, that would be okay. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's just a fucking beer or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And I don't want you to, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, Saying you should you should start drinking again, right? Or anything like that. I'm just saying, don't magnify it to be something a bigger monster than it is. Right? It's like it's okay to want to drink. 
And if you did, and if you did do it, that doesn't make you a piece of shit. It doesn't mean you've destroyed everything you've done in the last eight years. Like these fucking, like I'm not a fan of the twelve step. I mean, I know it works for some people, but it's not for me because I think it's it, it's not for everybody. That's what I'm no, saying. it isn't. Yeah, it certainly so, isn't. And and it's helped you, and so that's I'm all about. I didn't do the twelve steps. I or, did. I did the you first. Went, you went to I a, did the first AA three. or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I can't do that. Sure, I would never do that. But um, the point is, is that. Whatever it is that's that's making you cringe about yourself, you're magnifying it and making it bigger than what it is because you see yourself, you want to see yourself as being better than what you are. Right. And instead of just admitting, it's like, I'm just, I'm just, uh, you're just the boy standing in front of a girl asking her to love you. <laughs> I'm just, you know, what is it uh, for the flight club? Um, same, the singing, dancing, all dancing, all, all yeah, same crap but my world. thing. My thing is, my biggest fear. I'm not. I'm not really afraid. Rattlesnakes. Of, of, no, I'm not. I'm not afraid of anything like that. I'm not afraid of Texas rattlesnake. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm afraid of Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts. <laughs> People with Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah. People still walking around here wearing Sting shirts. Yeah. What, what are you doing? Wolfpack shirt. You know. Man. You know. You know what? I, what really scares me is the those people that have the the no fear. Mm, they're still rocking no fear. Or yeah, or fear, or make, or but even more scary. Don't say Big Johnson. Fear this. Oh no. Oh yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> even worse. <laughs> Tap out. Terrifying. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> this I, person's not afraid, and that this person is actually scary. <laughs> this person is, which is intimidating. This to person me. has no fear. This person is is compelling me to fear him. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my I don't like compulsive fear. <laughs> my my the thing I fear most is that. I'm the butt of some private joke and people are behind my back doing something. You know I mean? Talking about me or making a fool of me. That's, that's what I'm really terrified of. And I've always been that way. Like it's, it's been, that's like the main, well, I can tell I, you, I've I can had. tell you that, um, that's happened to every one of us. Absolutely. Yeah. I guarantee you. We've all been made fun of. That picture my that fucking I put brother up. fucking <laughs> made a fucking comedic career of making fun of me behind my back. You know, I mean, that's just what he does. It's right. part of his comedy. It doesn't mean he doesn't love me or whatever. He doesn't, by the way. Well, he doesn't now. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but see, look, I'm just laughing about it, right? Because, yeah, I can understand. Like, I've been there where it's like the idea of like someone not taking me seriously as a person. But at the same time, you, you kind of just have to. Let it pass through and be like, yeah, maybe they are making fun of me. So that someone else's opinion of me is none of my business. Yeah, I, you know, the, I, I, the, that was one of my favorite sayings at one point. Yeah, and I've just gotten so off that track where the lion doesn't. And the thing is, and the thing is, the opinions of the sheep. And when yeah, you're drinking, it tunes that out a little it bit. Does. It makes it, it really a lot does. easier. So if you're trying to be sober and you want to drink and you're trying, you know what I mean? It's like an extra. It's like carrying a carrying extra weight around mm -hmm. trying to you know you don't have that you don't have that medicine to, to shut down the feelings of anxiety or, or whatever it's like mm -hmm. that's the that's, uh, what, that's what alcohol does for me it does i i, I uh, struggled for an hour whether to put that picture up or not which one the of me grab like the kick the thing yogi picture. Yeah, yeah i because i i i Thought and I guarantee there are some over people, a goddamn Facebook post. Look at look at that fat shit thinking he's doing something. I guarantee that's what a lot of people said, and I nobody's ever gonna say that to my face. So if they want to come say it to my face, they can catch these paws, but yeah. they're not going to. So I don't have to worry about it. My knuckles are going to be just fine. <laughs> they will remain unsullied. Yeah. So I, I I'm not worried about it now. 
Um, but I did. I, I sat there and struggled. Like, should I put this up? Because I'm kind of fucking proud of that. Mm. But as you should be. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, I don't. It, it, it was a struggle because I don't ever put pictures of myself up. It's always a picture of fucking Jim Ferguson or. If something. anything, <laughs> if anything, it was a little bit arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to put up. <laughs> I used to put up pictures like weightlifting pictures all the time, and now I did one for my birthday. You know, put up a couple. And that was that was an all day decision. Like it, it really, I thought about doing it earlier in the day, and uh, I, I mean, I, I'll put some up on Instagram because I mean, if, oh, that's if there's always going to be haters if they don't if they're not going to hate you um, because you look stupid or because you you know because they don't take you seriously, then they're going to hate you because oh look how arrogant he is. For yeah, sure. yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's a, I get I get catch that shit all the time. It's like. If I if I try to do some self affirmation thing, it's like you know what, you know, I think I posted some recently. Like you know, I'm proud of who I am and I'm proud of my accomplishments. You know what I mean? And uh, people that envy me that think I've got oh John Morgan. People talk all kinds of shit about me. You know, for all kinds of different stupid reasons. And I, I, you know what I mean? It's just it feels really good to to not care. Sure. It's it's the most loving thing I can do. And it, and part of loving other people is loving yourself first. I mean that's that's a big thing that a lot of people struggle with is the self love thing. And it's yeah, something I, I preach about a lot. And I've tried to I've really tried to, to do that. And you know the, the, the word the worst part about it is that sometimes I reach a point where I'm almost I don't know what caused it, like Zen like calm where I don't care and all kind of stuff. And I'm like, This is great. This is it feels wonderful. But then I know, I know it's gonna crash. And then I'm back to, you know, agonizing over shit. And, you know, and, you know, the, the, the thing people talking about you, you know, it's like I've found out that, you know, there's a rumor going on on steroids. I'm like, I'm not, you know, it was almost good in a way because people, you know, that's a compliment to me. I don't take steroids. And, you know, they need to they need to say that you take steroids because to make them feel better about because themselves. they're weak. Yeah. Well, and, and because they don't, you know. Up until recently, you know, I, I know I work hard at it. I work really hard at it. But I haven't been working as hard as I should have. But I was still working harder than most people. You're you lapping know. everybody on the couch. <laughs> yeah. And lapping a lot of people that are in the gym, you know. And it's, I don't know, I, I struggle with the balance of it. You know, like... There is no balance. It's just you're going to do you, and um, you can lo- you can and you're you can e- either love you or fuck the, you know fuck off. Love me or fuck off. Right. And but my defense mechanism always is to retreat, like pull in, you know. And sometimes that's when I'm at my best. Like I remember I was going through something, you know, really bad. I, I was. Engaged to somebody It wasn't working And you know I really loved her She was great But it just wasn't Going to work And I knew it And we stopped talking And one of the reasons She when, Right before we Stopped talking She said You know You're just a really Miserable person Like not in a mean way She said In a in a sad way She's like I feel bad for you Because you're never happy And then I did I, I, I got off social media I pulled in I had goals set every day, and I, I maintained these for me. It was a, a lifetime. It was like six months I maintained them. I read a book every week. I, I really stuck to it, and I just didn't care what happened. And then later we saw each other, and she you know, she had come down from my mom's uh, birthday party we had down at the, the fifth quarter. 
And she looked at me and she said, she said, you're different and in a good way. She's like, you're really happy. I don't ever see, I never saw you smile when we were together and stuff. And she's like, and I like this. I, I, you know, and it was it was really nice to feel that way. Do you, do you didn't, need, didn't last. Do you need to have this little have this little talk with you? Glove tapped me on the shoulder. I spin around. And I remember this. Is, yeah, Mr. Baldo. <laughs> hey, kiddo, would you like a balloon? <laughs> Go ahead, laugh. It's funny. It wasn't funny back then. I can tell you that. I couldn't get him out of my head. Every night, he would come to me in my dreams. Every night when he came to me, I ran. It got so bad that I made my mom stay in the room with me until I could fall asleep every night. Really? Really. It went on like that for months. And then one day, the nightmare suddenly stopped. Want to know how? Hmm. Well, I fell asleep. And just like always, Mr. Baldo came to me. Only this time, I didn't run. This time, I stood my ground. I just looked at Mr. Baldo in his stupid face, and I said, go away. Go away! Just like that, he was gone. Never saw him again. That's a great scene. Easy peasy, right? <laughs> Easy peasy. The, but the, but the, the, the problem is, though, is that when that little kid follows his advice... It didn't turn out well. The thing totally impregnates <laughs> <Yeah>. him. <laughs> well, but... <laughs> but my, that defense mechanism, you know, works. If, if I'm... If I hermitize myself, I'm much happier. And everybody remarks on that. Like... My mom, they're like, she's like, why do you? She's like, why don't you delete Dude, your Facebook? Why don't you just? That's what I. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like, yeah, when, just run Instagram. When okay. I stop trying to be a fucking farmer hero and all this stuff, and I stop trying to make the best music, when I just fucking be John. Just sit in my sit in my fucking dirty house with my dog, like Thanos at the end of Infinity. Like I don't like, I, yeah, I don't like doing shit. Really, I like not doing shit. It's taken me a long time to just be like, you know what. This is what I actually like. This is making me happy. You know what's stopping me from doing that though? And it's gonna you're gonna laugh. Mexicans. <laughs> Portuguese? This the show and Mr. Baldo. You guys being disappointed in me for running away, you know? You, you wanna run, run away from the show or No. I don't care if you get off of social media. I mean I the reason why I push myself to do the flight thing or whatever I'm doing is because I was getting Fat and unhealthy, and yeah. I wasn't, and I was having physical problems. Like I had a fucking weird jock itch thing happen. Like my my body wasn't right. right. I did. I, I remember like, spending hours and hours scratching your jock for you. <laughs> yeah, and I kept showing it to you. Yeah. Like oh, look, it spread. Yeah. It, it almost looks like herp or something. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, <laughs> uh, I'm getting a mental picture of me just digging it. John's yeah, gun. yeah, me too. Like, no, <laughs> yes, yeah, lower, lower, but um, deeper. What? <laughs> no, but the only reason Harder. I did that is because I reached a point where it's like I'm really not healthy and I have to make a change. And my, I'm not making the changes with my current program, so I have to add something. I have to make a major change, not because I'm this fucking driven like superhero guy, but because uh, I don't want to fucking you know have to go to the doctor because I'm because I've, I've pushed I've you know let my body become that unhealthy. So for me, it's about you know fighting, and then that's also a metaphor for other things. You know, if I can do the fight thing, punch people, get punched in the face, and get you know fucking face that shit, 
and it makes it makes the little farming tasks and other things I have to do like going to the grocery store or whatever seem a lot easier. And so for me, it's not I'm not, you know what I mean? Who am I impressing? And what am I doing? I'm, I've never, I'm, I have a record of zero and zero. I'll probably never fight. I'm just doing this because it's a skill I want to develop. It's fun. It helps boost my tea and it helps me feel better about me. Right. I'm doing it for me and me alone. I, I want to feel, I want to feel more confident that if, that, uh, you know what I mean? If when I tell someone to fuck off, that if it ever gets physical and that, they don't proceed to fuck off, then you can handle that, that I will fuck them. Right. Because I'm, you know what I mean. I, I want to have that power, uh, so it has nothing to do with like, it's nothing virtuous. It's just me taking care of myself, which is a form of virtue. Well, it's like okay, I. You remember things clearly if they affect you in a in a, in a either a good or a bad, very powerful way. I remember vividly that period where I deleted Facebook and I, I had my books lined up on on my uh, cedar chest. Like these are this, these are this month, these are next month, these are next month, and I kept a detailed gym journal, all that shit. I felt fucking great. Like I walked around and was at peace all the time. So it makes me think, why the fuck am I not doing that again? You know yeah, what I mean? If that the, makes me happy, then I should do it. Just uh, delete the app from your phone. Keep Instagram to post pictures and stuff because you never get in, you never see any. Debates on Instagram, people just hey, there's a nice picture, I like it, or I right. I just choose to scroll past it, and I and I get so many things in my head on in Facebook. You know what I mean? I get make so many assumptions and do so much dumb shit, and it's just yeah, that, it's it's really it consumes your life, and I don't like it. And I and I thought I'd be okay with it, but you have to be in a good place, I think. Well, it to. it just it it's a skill being able to use social social media. Some people can just do it naturally. Some people, you know, they're they're. You know, you have to learn how to use it in a way that's good for you if, right. if you're going to use it. But we, we're just fucking here. Here's the social media. Figure it out, and we don't get it. We don't get it's something that you need to take classes. Sure, really. You know what I mean? Like there should be classes about how to social well, media. Well, and the private message thing. I've sent uh, people innocent messages. I, I sent. There was a girl I thought from was from up here, and she was online. This is years ago. And I asked her if the power was, you know, if, the, if how the power was up here. Sent her a message, and she g- gave me weird vibe and kind of laugh. And then she deleted and blocked me. I was like, I wasn't trying to hit on you. <laughs> I was, thought, just, I was thought, honestly asking. You thought she lived questions. down here because you, you, you were working. You were making yeah. some sexual innuendo or yes. something. Yes. And then I asked another woman who was uh, who was an older lady. She was pretty and everything. And, and don't get me wrong, I did find her attractive. I don't get it. You know, I don't get that you're not supposed to do these things. And I sent her a message saying, you know, I see you're, you know, she posts Anytime Fitness stuff. I was like, I see you're on Anytime Fitness. I was like, is it worth anything? You know what I mean? Is it okay to go in there? Because I hadn't, you know, I was going to join. And, you know, is it worth the money? And she was weird about it, too. And then she did the same. I'm like, you know. I did this. That's same. not. I did that's that. not me trying to hit on you. That's asking an honest question that I thought you might have an answer to. It's like, yeah, there's this gal who, um. I don't want to get specifics because the people know who she is, but she, you know, has certain interests, uh, you know, certain music interests and um, certain martial arts interests that are similar to me, mine. And like, it's like you live in the same area as me. You, you know, I know who you are, but you don't seem to know who I am or acknowledge me anyway. So I, you know, messaged her one day. It's like, hey, you know, something about this B, this uh, BJJ classes like, that she was posting about. I was like, oh yeah, I might go to that or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, some of this, that, that. Or, you know, I just talked about myself a little bit. You know, just. Just you know, reach out like, hey, I, I exist. You know, sure. 
um, feel free to, you know, include me or whatever. Just, just like n- not even hitting on her. I wouldn't even, nothing like that at all. I'm not even, I'm not even trying to get a girl. Um, and she was, it was, she was polite and everything. It was cool. But then like I, you know, I see her in real life. She doesn't, she doesn't recognize me. doesn't know. She, like right. people, people just don't make the same effort, you know, as you. And so you just have to know like, okay, uh, fuck her, not fuck her as in I'm mad because right. she didn't reciprocate, but just, okay, fine. You don't, not everybody has to like you. Well, that's what I'm saying. Not everybody, but, but, not everybody likes you. Uh, not everybody I'm, likes I'm me. I'm definitely sure about that. Everybody yeah. likes me. Exactly. My, my, my so just embrace it. You got to lean into that and be like, oh, you don't like me. Cool. Everybody likes me. Good so. to know. But my, be, me being so naive, you know, and not understanding how things work, people make assumptions. He's, he's this, he's this, he's this. You don't know that. You're making an assumption. Well, I've been told by other people who are in the know. Well, but know, so. they're other people's opinions about you are none of your business. I know. But so life's hard, man. I, it, it is until it isn't. Yeah, you can. I got to be honest, though, coming on the show and talking about it, I, I usually feel leave feeling better. Yeah. So fucking out here, fucking earning it, man. Putting that tent out. Putting that tent. It's what it's all about. This is all this is all fake. This is scripted. Uh, <laughs> I spent seven hours it's last a, night. Yeah, it's, right it's, right an, it's an Aaron script. Sorkin vehicle. Yeah. Um, uh, John, favorite things? <laughs> favorite dongs. Um, anything? I'm done. More. I'm, I'm, I mean, I kind of already shared my favorite things. Yeah. That, that Donald Trump walk song. <laughs> I, I'm kind of addicted to it. Uh, I can play that again. Yeah. Um, I just really like the guy's. I guess you call it flow, like the way he's just the way he enunciates things, and the fact that it's the backdrop is this Donald Trump, you know, like these these pro Donald Trump song, alter Donald Trump gifts that yeah, it's like they're doing the worm with their their arms or whatever you call that, where you grab arms and you do this thing. Yeah, that's that's the that's the, uh, the wave, the wave, mm-hmm. but um. Dennis Villain the Wave. I don't know. This is my favorite thing right now. It's just this, this for some reason, this song. It's just. Yeah, I got more drive than I'm like He's got that kind of raspy voice. What's it? It's a vocal fry. I just think it's so fucking catchy. Are you going to get a Donald Trump tattoo? Your first tattoo? Yeah. <laughs> right over my heart. That's not a bad song. It's a good like, beat. Like, it's a yeah. really catchy song. But that's, I don't know, it's my favorite thing. This was a good verse. Did you see his new hairdo? Donald Trump? See, I heard it's like slick back or some shit. It was just where he was out golfing all day and he had slick back. But the, the thing is... It probably looks better. One of the things... I'm so, fasc- I'm so fascinated with these Donald, this Donald Trump culture because I don't remember this being a thing for W. You know what I mean? I don't remember there being this, like, that many... Like, a lot of the people that are... That, there are a lot of people that are Donald Trump supporters who are interesting. It's not that I. It's not that I agree with them. It's that they are interesting characters, and there are the interest. They are the interesting people right now. The the people that are you know orange man bad. Everybody that's it's it's in vogue orange to hate man. It's bad. in vogue 
to hate Donald Trump. It's easy to do, and everyone's got the same echo chamber, the same talking point. So that makes the people – it shifts things, right? Now the people that are more interesting are the – It's punk rock. Yeah, the, the, uh, the contrarians, the people who are – who do have intelligent things to say and are funny, but who are – you know what I mean? It's just it's just interesting watching the way the wave of culture the, well, the tides of culture the, change. What they're doing, I don't even know if they're actual like Donald Trump supporters or, or whatever it is. But there's the people that want to watch the world burn, no matter what's going on. They, they're going to troll the people that take everything so well, seriously. Well, you do it too, though. Oh, it's, I do the shit out of it's. It's we, we all do it. Is that it's an opportunity to laugh? Yeah, you know? I, I want to see if people get mad about it, and if they yeah. get mad, that's even better. It's it, <laughs> it's not about. Um, because the whole thing is so absurd now. It's like the the, the world is so absurd, especially with respect to Trump and politics and stuff like that. That I mean, I just can't help but find humor in it. It's like there's there's so much absurd behavior from everybody. Well, I mean, we've just reached a peak peak absurdity. Yeah, everything's so weird now. Clown world. Everything is so weird now. Like uh, I've said it a million times. When we first started this, it was before Trump announced that he was going to run. It was back whenever you were playing those two characters, and I never thought we'd ever even mention the guy's name. And then he announces he's going to run, and we've at least mentioned him once on every show. We've sure. we've gone through some some pretty good periods where we didn't do any do a lot. We but didn't talk would, about Trump. We would at least make a joke or yeah. two. I mean, I never thought I'd talk about this guy. I I really didn't know a lot about him. I knew he had funny hair and uh, yeah, and he had some buildings. Some and weird stuff. guy. I don't know. It's it, one of the reasons. He's probably he get, a giant cock. Yeah. Well, I mean, we know that. His feet are beautiful. I knew that. I always knew his feet were beautiful. No, he's, he's fascinating beautiful. in the way that uh, Frank Dukes and uh, yeah. <laughs> just just absolute, uh, you know, liars, just absolute fucking pathological, you know, compelled to lie about everything. You know, everybody has that in them where you want to embellish and all that stuff. But some people live in it and build this, such this house of, you know, and it's amazing how far they can get. Frank Dukes is a lie. I mean, everything he said was a lie. I don't believe that. I believe he fought in that Kumite. <laughs> no, the, the guy did the math, and it would have been 70, Pink, uh, 79, tri- man? Yeah, 79 uh, trillion uh, contestants. We went on his I'd like uh, to see you a rabbit hole. face face that, that big chested Chinese man after he threw salt in your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bud. <laughs> it's just... Hearing all the stuff, and then you have people who are like that who aren't quite successful. Well, I mean, but they're still successful. Ashita Kim, and you know, and, oh yeah, all those people, fakers. Yeah, yeah, and it's just amazing. And T- Donald Trump is one of them. He's he's completely full of shit. He lies about everything, and he's just and the cult of personality that springs up around him. You know, there are people who still defend Frank Dukes and and, and think yeah. that he's that blood sport and all that shit's true. And I'm one of them, bud. So, well, I mean. I'm going to put the shin to chin over there if you keep talking shit about Frank Dukes. <laughs> God. <laughs> Seeing interviews with him, he's wearing those sunglasses. Yeah. He's about to put up his Dukes <laughs> for Frank Dukes. My okay, favorite, USA. <laughs> my favorite thing this week is I just I didn't discover it. I saw a bunch of people that I'm loosely associated with, I'm friendly with. I would even call them friends now. The uh, John Will Shatter posts Letterkenny memes. Uh, a couple other guys post Letterkenny memes. It's that show that I found on Hulu called Letterkenny and it's it's uh, almost like a Canadian version of um, it's always sunny it's kind of it's kind of like always sunny and uh, and Napoleon Dynamite in a blender hmm. 
It's it's weird. Everything good mix. Everything's really dry. But I, I just want to. There's like a scene I just want to play. That's a pretty good demonstration of kind of what the show's all about. Which one do I have here? I got the right one. All right. It'll kind of give you an idea of what this show is. First of fucking many boys. They live on a it's farm. An Irish car bomb? That's offensive. That's oh, an Irish hand grenade. You shouldn't call it that. What's the difference? Well, an Irish car bombs, you drop the shot of Irish whiskey and the shots of Irish cream down into a pint of stout. Which is also presumably Irish. Sounds a lot like an Irish hand grenade. The difference is in an Irish hand grenades, you wedge the shots of Irish whiskey and the shots of Irish creams into the tops of the pints of stouts. Which is also presumably Irish. Then you grab the shots of Irish whiskey, pulls it out like you would the pins of a hand grenade, do the shots of whiskey, and then you drink the Irish cream, what's fallen down into the stouts. Enough talking. <sighs> That's a good shot. A really good shot. Well, it's a great shot. You should just call it something different is what I'm saying. Why? Yeah, it's just the names of the drinks. You want to what? Go over and tell somebody who grew up in Northern Ireland in 1970s. Go ahead and try and tell them that. Oh, here comes Wayne, the St. Pat's poopy pants. Why well, don't want to be a St. Patrick's Day poopy pants? All I'm saying is that we're missing the mark here. Well, here he comes to poop the party. Well, here's a scoop and I'm going to tell you. Every single year we have this nice St. Patrick's Day party at our very own Ag Hall. And every single year, DJs from up country come up and they fucking ruin it. We got the hockey team running securities this year. Not sure how I feel about skids DJing, though. I agree, because agricultural halls are for... Agricultural, agricultural music. music. <laughs> Go clean your bum, poopy. All I'm saying is that it's a little bit hypocritical for us to be mad at DJs from upcountry for not respecting our St. Patrick's Day party when we ourselves are not respecting St. Patrick. I'm just saying if somebody's got their fucking day, get in their fucking day. You weren't even religious. <laughs> Who's got that kind of money? Well, <laughs> <laughs> they like to get pretty banged up in Ireland today, too. I heard they like to get pretty banged up in Ireland most days. St. Patrick's Day should be about, well, shit St. Patrick did. Like what? Well, he drove the snakes out of Ireland, for one. <laughs> they never had no snakes in no Ireland. I was never told they had no snakes in no Ireland. No, snakes is a metaphor for Druid priests. It's a metaphor, you see. The Druid priests inhabited Ireland before the Christians did, and they believed in, like, animal and fucking human sacrifices and shit. That's not true. Sounds like something Joe Rogan might do. He's a pretty good guy. Oh, Joe Rogan's a great guy. Yeah, Joe Rogan is a great guy. <laughs> I wonder what Joe Rogan would do. Well, probably some DMT. <laughs> well, I guess there ain't no reason to get excited. Well, well, I'm starting to get a bit drunk. Well, there you go, poopy. I suppose as long as everyone's having a good time, there ain't no reason to be a poopy pants. That's pretty much the show. <laughs> and I, I it's hilarious. It is good. I mean, there's other things that happen into it, but it's people really delivering everything extremely dry. Kind of deadpan. Deadpan. Like, this guy never smiles. It's, I don't know, but it's fucking funny to me. And it seems to be catching on a little bit. So I'm, I've watched uh, probably 12 episodes of it by now. <laughs> Everything is so dry, but I, w I wanted to put that out there. So if you're not watching that show, please do yourself a flavor. And you can find it on Hulu. Hulu, yeah, six seasons of it already by now. And Hulu is a it is a web streaming page. service. It's a web page. So it is that, but it's also an app you can download it onto your PlayStation for. For I think seven nine nine a month, they'll have commercials. Hulu, yeah. Well, you can get premium. I think it's twelve ninety nine for premium, thirteen ninety nine, something like that. Something like that. There's no commercials, and right. you got like it's like a website that acts like a television, essentially. Yes, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know. The, there's little things that get repeated like thirteen times an episode. Like he, uh, 
the the guy that was pissed off about St. Patrick's Day, every time he sees somebody, well, how are you now? And they'll say, <laughs> good, and you? And he'll, he'll go, not so bad, five times an episode. And I find it funny every single fucking time. Well, sure. It's a slow burn. <laughs> I can't think of anything else that I was uh, super jacked about. The fights were fun last night. Um, I'm getting bendy. That's neat. Uh, my blood pressure's low. That's nice. Maybe too low. I need to pump some more blood in there. Maybe just more pressure. Yeah. I, I increase, got one thing. Increase the pressure valve. Hit me with it. Uh, Pitter-patter, let's get at her. They say that a lot. Pitter-patter, let's get at her. Uh, family guys, not... I mean, I don't really watch anymore, but this is one of the funniest things. They still have moments where it's hilarious. This is absolutely one of the best things. God damn it. God Skip, don't sir. need no Turn damn. Okay, here we go. I can't believe we're going to have a dog for mayor. We're going to be the laughing stock of the whole country. Even Sean Hannity's talking about us. He's a weird-looking guy. Put up a picture of Sean Hannity. Can we do that? Yeah, Tosh does it all the time. Put it up. Yeah, he does look weird. Yeah, who does he look like? I'm seeing Mr. Doubtfire. High sodium Superman? He looks like an angry face drawn on a thumb. The richest guy at Rite Aid? Or the mayor who won't close the beaches and jaws. Wrecked it Ralph in a job interview. You know that's a guy who's roughly led his wife out of parties by the elbow. A guy whose ice cream parlor just went broke. He looks like a handsome Weeble. Or a hot Frankenstein. Yeah, but either way, he's that little league coach the parents hope their kids don't get. He looks like a fish that inflates to scare predators. The inside trader who kills himself the day his prison sentence is supposed to start. I'm thinking Fred and Barney's son. Trust me on this. Strip club lunch regular. I feel like that's a dad who's ripped his kids' posters off the wall. And sleeps in pajamas buttoned to the top. 72-ounce steak contest entrant. Drowned in the lake last month, Colin Farrell. That was good. I like that a lot. High sodium Superman is it might be my favorite. He one. looks like a guy that let his let his wife out of a party roughly by, by the, the elbow. Strip club lunch regular. Trust me. Trust on me this. on this. <laughs> Lunchtime strip club regular. <laughs> I fucking love that. That's yeah. fucking I think I saw that a lot. Um yeah, fucking family guy. There's at least one point in every episode where it's still funny. Sure. But like it's, it's, it's just, how can you do something funny. for twenty some years? Right. It's you always going to be funny. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm not really a fan anymore because it needs to stop. Like sure. Sa- South Park is still really good, but it's only it's because they only do Topical. ten. They do ten a year, and they can. Oh, this happened. Okay, we can just fuck this episode right. and do this. And, but they do like Family Guy and The Simpsons and all them. They do twenty five fucking episodes a year. Yeah. And that's too much. Yeah. So, so South Park has kept it down for the last. 23 years or something 10 episodes a year go fuck yourself we're gonna write a a play about mormons for some reason and it's gonna be great too apparently yeah i don't know i haven't seen it uh, anybody got anything else umbridge you kind of took care of the umbridge for everybody with your commie farm thing really really angry about that uh yeah and, and should be <laughs> you absolutely I, i'm be. pretty angry about tens of millions of people dying <laughs> because of some fucking stupid communist big government sons of bitches with their fucking suit and their fucking were they wearing zoot suits for the people fucking propaganda while they fucking murder people murder tens of hundreds of millions of fucking people died for the people seems to be counterintuitive no, it's just the thing. It's just it's fraudulent humanitarianism. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But that, I mean, it's, it's just, the same that's thing. Ridiculous. Talking, yeah, the same thing. I'm talking about with the people in the farming communities mm-hmm. who stab each other in the back. Uh, namaste. <laughs> God. Namaste style stabbing in the back. I think we're going to go out on a nice little song here by the Killers. This is add this to the uh, 
the summertime playlist, y'all. Summertime oh. playlist, spectacular. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Episode two fourteen in the books. Praise Jesus and send him money. She broke down in hell.